Hey guys, Kyler back with Kyler Burrell's Unedited Podcast. This is episode 15. Here with my uh, good friend Colton Fee. Good to have you on, man. Yeah, thanks for having me. It's been talking about it for a while, so it's good to get on. Yeah. So uh, today we're going to get in. We've got about six, seven segments. We'll get in. We'll talk NFL first. Obviously, Steelers collapsed last night versus the Bengals. We'll get into our uh, M- final NBA predictions. Season starts tonight with uh, Nets Warriors at 6 and then the Lakers Clippers at 8.30. Uh, then we'll do a Rank This List segment. We'll get into our college football predictions, do a little combat sports talk, and then Fee's going to have a segment, rapid-fire questions at me, and then we'll just do, uh, at the end, we'll do a couple other uh, things going on in the sports world. All right, so let's get into our rankings. Um, we'll do this. We'll start, at, we'll start at one. You just want to alternate? I mean, obviously, I think we have the same number one. Yeah, I mean, the Chiefs are just by far and away. It's not really close. I think the gap between one and two is... It's very big, and especially between one, the next best team in the NFC. Yeah, I mean, I truly I truly don't know who is going to go to the Super Bowl in the NFC, and I, I don't think it's going to matter, yeah, to be honest. I agree. Chiefs I would be won. shocked if they don't win at all. Me, too, as, me as well. I would be very stunning. I think it would be one of the, I mean, the crazy. It would be very crazy if they don't win the Super Bowl. They are by far the best team. Who you got, too? I got Bills. I'm a Bills fan. I had Josh Allen as my quarterback in fantasy this year, and so I watched him a lot. He's He's fucking – he's the real deal. He is the real deal. I also have the Bills at two. I think they are the only team, AFC and NFC, that can give the Chiefs troubles. I don't know if their defense is good enough to to hold the Chiefs under 30 points, which is what you're going to have to do in the playoffs to beat the Chiefs. you got to hold them under 30, and I don't know if a team can. So, I mean – but I do think if a team could beat the Chiefs, I would choose the Bills to be the team to do it. Um, A three, this was tough for me. I think these teams are fairly even. The Buccaneers obviously beat their ass, but I got the Packers at three. Um, I like just where their overall team is right now more than the Bucks, so I got the Packers at three. Yeah, I have the Packers right now at three as well. And, um, yeah, I mean, this is tough. I mean, the power rankings right now are tough. Especially when you're ranking the NFC teams. Yeah. It's very up and down each week, in my um, opinion. I know you're a big Bucks fan. I, I'm still not too high on them yet. Just got, I have to see them be more consistent. So, I, I mean, I have the Saints right now. I know they didn't look too well against the Chiefs. I'm not really high on Breeze anymore either, but I think their defense can lead them somewhere in the NFC, so we'll see. Is that you have a four? Yeah. Is the Saints? I have the Buccaneers at four. Um, I've, I've rode the Buccaneers all year long, and I'm not going to stop now. Nine and five. It was, it was almost, I almost had to jump off the train if they would have lost to the Falcons because – why I ranked them so low is just because that first half. Like, yeah, there was a bad. It was it was terrible. If they come out terrible. like that in the playoffs. One hundred percent. Yeah, not gonna be able to come back. You got lucky. You played the Falcons. I agree with that. They have to play better for four quarters, and if they want to get to the Super Bowl, which I, my Super Bowl prediction at the start of the year was Chiefs Buccaneers, and I'm still riding with it because even though he's 43, I still have faith in Brady, and I think. I think the Rams have the best defense in the NFC, but I think the Bucks have the second. I like the Bucks defense. Also, I think they have the second best defense in the NFC, and I think the Bucks' offense—it's going to start going. But and there's not much more time; only two games to get it going. But they look good, really good in the second half. They showed what their potential could be in the second half of that game. So yeah, I have the Bucks at four, five. I have the Titans. Um, I mean, I just love Derrick Henry, their run game, Tannehill. I mean, he's he's playing. I mean, he's pretty underrated, and he's playing good under the radar right now. So I think they work well in the playoffs, especially with that run game and. You know, Tannehill's kind of a game manager or whatever you want to call him, but, I mean, we saw how it worked last year in the playoffs, and I think they could be destined to make a run again. So I'm ranking them high this this week. 
I do like the Titans well at five. <laughs> I got the Cleveland Browns. Um, I honestly think the best, I think I'm not, you know, I don't wish injury on anybody. I think the OBJ loss was the best thing for them. I think Baker. I have this later in the conversation, but what happens with OBJ? That's tough. I think you're, I think Is they he would. A free agent? I don't think so. I think he's got two years left. So I think he's a free agent after next season. So no, I would try to trade him if I could. I would try to get some form because I, I would try to move on from him this off season because you see what, it, when Baker is not like, you know, trying to throw the ball to OBJ. Baker's a really good quarterback in this league. Um, so What's his trade value, though? That's a tough question. Coming off an injury like that, I don't know. But, I mean, I would take anything for him because, obviously, your team's fine without him. You've done better without him than you did with him, in my opinion, because you spread the ball around. They finally targeted Austin Hooper in the last game, which he's a phenomenal tight end. He hasn't had a great year, but he's a good tight end. I like their defense. Sometimes, you know, they give up some points, but – they have, in my opinion, the best pass rusher in the NFL in Miles Garrett. The best defensive player in the NFL in Miles Garrett. I think he's better than Aaron Donald. I would take Miles Garrett over Aaron Donald. I think the Browns they're gonna I think they forget who they play this week. They played someone shitty. I think they play the Jets. The Browns play the Jets. They're gonna win. Whether the Steelers lose or win, I have the I think the Browns are gonna go twelve and four and win this division. And they'll be they'll be the three seed. Uh, if the Bills were to lose a game, they could possibly sneak into the two. But either way, I think they do win the division. So I got them at five. Who you got six? I have the Ravens. So kind of how I did the AFC in these power rankings, I kind of just did who I think would beat who as of right now. And, I mean, we just saw them beat the Browns. I think the Ravens, if they played the Steelers next week, I think they would win. Same as if they would play the Colts or, you know, anyone else. So... Yeah, I mean, I think they're looking good. Their offense is clicking at the right time. I mean, obviously, they've played kind of a lighter schedule here late, and I think they finish up with two easy games, right? Yep, they do. Yeah, so I think they'll, yeah, Jacksonville this week, so that's a win. Um, yeah. I think they p- just played Jacksonville, right? Oh, yeah, who they played this week? I got it on here. But, yeah, so they're getting their confidence up going into the playoffs. Lamar, they're kind of getting him in, in the running game down. So I have the Ravens at six, and then I actually have – the Bucks at seven. I mean, like I said, they might be the most talented team or top five team in the league offensively and defensively, but just too inconsistent right now for me to put them in my top five. Yeah, and I got I got your team, the Titans, at six. I think they're also a really good football team. I still – I don't know why I'm not a believer in Tannehill when it comes to the playoffs. Um, I do think they could win a game. I mean, let's think if they're the four, they're going to get matched up with either probably – you could get matched up with Cleveland, who they did lose to. Um, Steelers or the Colts. I think they could beat the – I would favor them against the Colts or the Steelers. I would not favor them against the Browns. But I think they're good enough to win a playoff game. But they could see the Chiefs in round two, and that's not a, that's not a good game for them. Uh, seven, I get the Seahawks. I've been I've had the Seahawks as high as three. I've had them down to 11. So this I is, can't, Seahawks are my eight, so this okay. is a good point. So I can't decide with them because one week they look really good. They're and they they got a good you know sometimes they their defense plays better. You know Russell has been inconsistent in some games. I can't figure them out, so that's why I have them like dead in the middle because I don't know with them. Russell could very well lead them to the Super Bowl. It's very possible he could play that good. I worry about the defense though being consistent, especially against offenses like Green Bay, Tampa Bay, um, in a potential matchup. That could happen is the Cardinals, and I don't like that matchup for are them they, at all. Are, they, are the Seahawks leading their division? Right yes, now? yeah. And a potential matchup could be the Cardinals, and I don't like that matchup for them at all because the Cardinals have played really well against Seahawks uh, this year. So I mean, let's say the Seahawks 
went out. So would they get the four seed? Or? The, no, they would probably be the because uh, I think the Packers are going to probably went out and get the one. Though they would get the uh, they would get the two. So oh no, them or them or New Orleans would get the two. So, so they'd be two three. three. Um, and if they're the two, that's a Cardinals matchup in round one, which I don't like that matchup for the Seahawks at all. I would actually pick the Cardinals to beat the Seahawks if they match up in round one because the Seahawks have or the Cardinals have so much athleticism. They have really good receivers. I would. Li- I don't. Li- I don't know if I trust Seahawks in the in the playoffs. Given the right matchup, it depends on the matchup. Who would I guess. three be? Rams the, maybe. No, three would be the Saints. No, if if the oh. Seahawks had the three seed, who would they play as the six? The seed? six. Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay or Rams, the Rams, and that's like that. that's Tampa Bay. That I would love Tampa. If Tampa Bay got Seattle, that's a great matchup. For Tampa Bay because they're going to bring the pressure, and I don't like that Seahawks O line. So yeah, I, I don't. Mean, I don't have Seahawks in my Super Bowl bubble as of right now. I don't either. I would only have. God, I mean, I would say two teams from the. I only have two teams from the NFC that I'm like confident that could get there and make something happen: Packers and Bucks. So your eight was also Seattle. Yeah, You're in my seven was Seattle. Um, and a team that could the the team that I would be very scared of as well is the Ravens because I have them at eight. I think that. Lamar can make. I think he's gonna. I think he's gonna play way better in the playoffs this year than he has the past two years. He has not played good in the playoffs yet in his career. They're getting healthy. Dare I say they have their red zone target now in Des Bryant? I, I know he's. I know he hadn't caught a touchdown in three years till last week, but they have a red zone target now, and that's what they were missing. They have the speedsters. They have the chain mover in Mark Andrews. Now you have your. I know he's. I know he's thirty two and coming off injuries, but if all he has to do is play in the red zone and catch jump balls, Des Bryant can still do that at a very high level. Yeah, so at nine, I have the Browns. This could be, I mean, I could have them ranked higher, honestly. I mean, they've looked really good. Even in a loss to the Ravens, they looked really good. Baker's proven a lot of people wrong. Um, yeah, I mean, really good run game. So they could definitely win a couple games in the playoffs. So I don't know. I just don't know if I trust Baker fully yet. I'll have to see him in the playoffs, win a game in the playoffs versus a good, a good defense to really kind of have faith in them. So I have them at nine. And at nine, I got the team that I am down on the most. Uh, the pitch, I could, I almost thought about putting them all the way down to twelve. I mean, I have it written in here that they're twelve and two because I listed this out before the Monday night game because I didn't think they were going to blow. Uh, they were going to lose to the Bengals. It was like, so they're eleven and three now, three straight losses. All I've heard this year is how good they are. I told everyone that this was one of the worst teams I've I've seen that's this good. To be eleven, to be eleven and zero was actually unreal. I do not think they're good. I think they have first-round exit written all over them. And they may not even get a home game now because you got the Browns coming up. I mean, you lose two. They could potentially lose their last two games and go 11-5, and five, and they could slide down to Who a wins six. This week, Colts or Steelers? I got the Colts. I think I got the, I have the Colts. I also, in my spreads of the week, I have the Colts at plus three and a half. So I have them to cover, and then I also like them to win the game. I think I said 27-20 Colts. Um. Well, let's be real though. The Steelers lose these last two games, and the Ravens go. The Steelers could fall as low as the six seed, possibly the seven, with two straight losses. Like this is an insane collapse. It's almost rivaling the Clippers' collapse. But uh, I mean, this is unreal. I mean, from going eleven and zero to eleven and three, now people saying that eleven and five is a very high possibility, which I agree. I definitely don't think they beat the Browns. They could beat the Colts. I'm not super high on the Colts either. But I think it's just the way the Steelers are playing. I'm going to go with the Colts because I like the Colts' defense. You got ten. Yeah, I have the Steelers at ten. I mean, I think we see something like this every year, really, in the NFL. Some teams starting out pretty well versus a 
I mean, bad schedule, and then when they start to play better teams, the injury bug hits them a little bit. You know, they lose some games, and yeah, I agree. I think this has a first-round exit written all over it. So, I don't know what's going to happen this year, or this week versus the Colts. I can see them winning that game, but I don't know, man. If they lose to the Browns, that'd be tough going into the playoffs. So, uh, 10, they just I, have no run game. No run game, and their passing game's Ben's been very inconsistent. They also their offensive line looks like it's uh, either they're tiring down because Ben does not he did not have a lot of pressure last night against the Bengals. I mean, don't they lead the league in like drops too? With yes, the wide receivers? yeah. I mean, you got a lot of you know you got a lot of showmen on your team, but you see that juju, the juju TikToks. Yeah, I mean, guy, come on. But then I saw Mike Tomlin. I saw on uh, Sports Center earlier. Mike Tomlin said, "I'm going to talk to Juju about dancing on the logos." Let's not act like Juju dancing on the logos is the reason you're losing games, though, Tomlin. Your team's just not playing good. I don't care if he's dancing on logos or not. Your team's just not playing good. So let's not let's not put too much emphasis on the dancing. What they're doing on the field is just not good, and I don't think they bring. I honestly don't think they bring Juju back. I think they have their two receivers, Claypool and Deontay Johnson. They could draft one. I think I had them drafting one in round two of my mock draft. I saw on ESPN today they have a bunch of guys up for free agency. Yeah, Juju's going to be a restricted free agent, I think. So I think, I mean, they can, so they're going to – I saw on TV, on ESPN, like I said, that they – if they re-sign Big Ben, they're not going to be able to sign guys back like Juju, you know, James Conner, J.J. Watt, stuff like that. So what do they do with Big Ben? That's tough. Well, I think – well, they're – so if you sign Big Ben back, then you have to choose between one of the three. You can either bring back T.J. Watt, Juju, or James Conner. I'm letting James Conner walk. Bud Dupree is on a franchise tag too this year. I'm letting James Conner walk. Uh, I I know I like I like Benny Snell and, and uh, McFarland from Maryland. I like their running young running backs. I think the running game will get, they need to draft O line in round one this year of their draft, which I do have them drafting. But I think you let Juju walk as well. I think your final receiver, you can draft one. You have Claypool and Deontay Johnson, who I like a lot. I think Claypool is going to be a beast. Uh, I love Deontay Johnson in the slot. You got to bring back TJ Watt, though. You can't lose TJ Watt. That's just, that's just, you lose him, where do you go? I mean, that's, you can't lose him. To me, you cannot lose TJ Watt. It just can't happen. At 11? I have the Colts. I mean, okay, yeah. I, have them I don't 12. really think there's much to say about the Colts. I don't. They're just there. I don't think they're going to make noise in the playoffs, but they've been pretty consistent. I mean, so far this year, so yeah, give them respect, put them on this list. But I mean, they are what they are. Yeah. I think. I mean, they're a good. They're a solid team, and I think they're gonna. They're not gonna just. Be, no one's gonna roll over them in the playoffs. But you know, I don't think they win a playoff game. Yeah. At eleven, I had the Saints, a team that you had a, what four. Yeah. I'm not high on them at all. I can't. I don't trust Drew Brees. Uh, I don't trust the health of Michael Thomas this year. He hasn't been healthy all year. True. Uh, they could easily lose in the first round. Easily, hundred percent. And well, I mean, they and they, you know, is that two losses in a row now? Weren't they ten and two, and they've lost a couple in a row? Yeah, they lost to the Eagles. Yeah, so you've lost the one seed. They they were a team that needed the buy more than anybody to get an extra week to get healthy. Because now you don't have that extra week. I'm hearing that Michael Thomas probably isn't going to play the rest of the regular season. He's going to come back for the playoffs. I'm just not high on the Saints. I think Breeze is washed. I think that that arm is toast, man. He can't yeah. he can't drive the ball past 25 bad. yards. And I don't like the receiving core around them either. With even with Michael Thomas there, I know you got Kamara out of the back, but I don't trust the other receivers. I do try, I do like Jared Cook. I think he's a very solid tight end. He he's great hands. I just don't know if I trust them, man. Their defense honestly didn't look terrible against Kansas City. They forced they forced some turnovers. Mahomes' completion percentage was absolute dog shit. But yeah, I, 
know, I'm just not very high in the Saints. Yeah. At 12, I had the Colts. Who you got, 12? I So you didn't have the Rams? I had the Rams at 10. Oh, yeah, the Rams at 10. Oh, wait, I didn't even talk about them. Well, terrible Rams loss. are at my 12. Okay. So if they won this week, where would we have them? Five, six, seven? If they won this week, I'd have First them at five. Yeah. I'd have them right behind the bucket. I even though they beat the Buccaneers, I don't st- I don't I like Jared Goff. I'm a Jared Goff guy, but I don't trust him more than Brady and Rodgers, so I would have them under them. But yeah, I'd have them at five. They'd be in my top five. It's such a bad loss. Terrible. Bad loss for them, bad loss I mean bad win for the Jets. I cannot believe And we'll get into that in my mock draft. Yeah, I, mean, I just I mean, don't know what happened in that game for the Rams, honestly. Because not- now you're the Jaguars. You're going out and losing the next two weeks. Trevor Lawrence is wrapped on your team. Yeah, I mean. But great for Trevor Lawrence. Much better situation in Jacksonville than going to the Jets. You think? Oh, yeah. They have nice receiving. They, D, I love DJ Shark, J, uh, their new running back, the undrafted kid, James Robinson. He's nice. Oh, yeah. They have a shit ton of I think they have, well, as long as the, the Jets still have five picks inside the top three rounds. And I believe the Jaguars have four picks inside the top two rounds. So the, I love the Jaguar. I mean, you got to get Adam Gase out of there quickly and get somebody. I, mean, I don't know somebody. how he's not fired yet. I think they just kept him because they knew we'd lo- they'd lose games with him as coach. They don't want to bring in a good coach and they start winning games. I think they, this scenario th- legit looks like he intentionally sabotaged the franchise. Yes, to get to win, get a win. How how do the Rams? Even if the Jets try to win, how do the Rams allow them to win? That's the most embarrassing thing about the whole thing. Is the Rams still lost that game? Goff was horrible. They were terrible. The defense was not good, and I've been on their defense all year. I said they were the number one defense in football, and boy, did they let me down. Letting <laughs> Sam Darnold have a hell of a game. And again, I and I have. We'll get into the mock draft. I don't have them drafting a quarterback now too. I'm rolling with Sam Darnold. Yeah, I'm going I'm to ask you about that later. Okay, we'll get into that. Now we're going to get in. Super Bowl prediction. Gut feeling right now. Or who do you, who do you like the top two AFC teams, top two NFC teams? Uh, if you if they end up could end up playing each other. I mean, if we're talking about Super Bowl prediction, I think the only team you can say in the AFC is the Chiefs. 100%. I mean, I, I've seen like guys like Colin Coward say <laughs> the Bills are the best oh team in, in the football. But, I mean, until I see someone actually beat the Chiefs, I mean, the Raiders game, that was just a fluke. Let's be real. And the, the, and I didn't put any stock into that game because that's a division game. The division games are always tough. The Raiders even almost – the Raiders had them on the ropes in the second game too. So, yeah, I there's Colin Coward having the Bills. is ridiculous. I like Colin Coward, but that's ridiculous. I just don't see them losing. I mean um, – They would have to play – I mean, they would have to play horrible for four quarters because let's not remember, they didn't play good in that Super Bowl until the last ten minutes of the game and they won. They only need to be good for one quarter to win a game, and that's where that's where the separation between them and the next team is large. They're just, they're just too unstoppable. They have too many weapons. You can't guard Travis Kelsey. You can't guard Tyreek Hill. Yep, I agree. I mean, Mahomes just makes too many plays. So I think the AFC is easy. NFC? It's tough. I mean, so how many teams do you have in your Super Bowl bubble in the NFC? Yeah, that's a better question because I don't I don't love making predictions about Super Bowl predictions this early just yeah. because I think so much about the playoffs is who's playing hot at the right time. I agree. Yep. So if the Bucks win the next two games and look really good, they and, might be your Super Bowl. If we met before the playoffs started, I would probably say the Bucks. Okay. Yeah. And then I mean, as of right now, I guess I'm leaning. Fuck, I don't know. I mean. If the Packers got home field advantage, that'd be way bigger than anyone else, just because of how the weather there would affect you know teams. teams like Saints, Bucks, Rams. I would agree. They yeah. wouldn't have to play in an arena, uh, or in hot weather. So I mean, the Packers need to get the one seed. I'm not. I mean, I don't know. 
I think the Packers could kind of have a showing like last year where they win a game or two and then they actually play a legit team, a legit defense, and they get exposed. Yeah, I mean, look what happened to the Bucks game this year. Yeah. 38-10. So, I mean, right now, if we had a bubble, I would say Packers, Saints, and Bucks. Those three? I don't have – I don't think the Seahawks are going to make a run this year. I mean, like you said, Russ – Could put them a game or two. For sure. I mean, he could – Somehow I'll have some magic and take him to the Super Bowl, but... Then you're under the then you're under the. Chips. I don't see it. I mean, the Rams kind of showed me their true colors this weekend. So. I would agree. Yeah, I would say the Packers, Saints, or the Bucks, one of those three teams, So if I had to predict. So going into this week, I had Packers, Bucks, Rams. I now only have Packers and Bucks. I, I just can't trust Drew Brees at his age, his arm strength. They can't trust their health. Again, like I said, the Seahawks... They're so up and down. Like I said, I've had them up to 3, 12. Like, they're so up and down. I can't just say that they're a Super Bowl contender, you know? The Rams, like you said, they showed their true colors. I would just say Packers and Bucks, And I think as long as they don't have to, which they probably will have to match up, though, before. I mean, you think if the Packers get the 1 and the Bucks are the 5 and they the Bucks are able to beat the 4, who would be uh, the Dallas Cowboys. Um, <laughs> I, this actually just came to my mind. Fully healthy. The Dallas would, Cowboys would be in the Super Bowl this year. Would this have been the best year, the best opportunity for the Cowboys in 10 years? 100% because there's no great team. There's no great team in the in the NFC this year. If Dak Prescott was healthy, I know they started off 1-3, and three, but they, they were going to beat the Giants, so they became 2-3. and three. But look at the division. If you're telling me the Cowboys wouldn't be better than 6-8 and eight with Dak Prescott, you're out of your mind. They're at least 8-6 and six right now. At least 8-6 and six with Dak Prescott. No questions asked. The Dallas Cowboys are marching to the at least the NFC Championship game. I don't know who they're playing, but they're playing the NFC title game. And I would I would have loved – their defense is – it sucks. Their defense the last couple weeks finally started to play decent. They got their safeties back. Um, yeah, it sucks that Dak got hurt because I think even this season was a great chance because, like you said, there's no 49ers. You know, there's no uh, – I mean, there's been some other great teams, you know. I mean, you know, you're not Seahawks teams. The Rams, the Rams that year, they went 13-3. and three. You know, we played. We lost to the Rams actually in that year. Um, so yeah, it really sucks that he got hurt. But hey, we win our last two. Redskins lose a game, we might be in. So uh, it's possible at seven and nine, the Cowboys get in the playoffs. I don't know how much I want that. We'll have more on the Cowboys later. It's very embarrassing to get in sure. seven and nine, but you know, it is what it is. Okay, I'm gonna do run down my game predictions of the week real quick, and I'll let you chime. I want you to chime in as well, and see you got winning. So Friday and Saturday games. There's a Christmas Day game, Viking Saints. I like the Saints by yeah. field goal at least. I mean, Saints aren't good though. Forty uh, Niners Cardinals. Cardinals. I got the Cardinals by four. Dolphins Raiders in Oakland or in Vegas. Fins. I got Fins by three. Uh, Buccaneers Lions. A lot of points by the Bucks. Bucks. Thirty five twenty four bucks. Browns Jets. I don't expect the Jets to win two in a row. If they win two in a row, fire Adam Gase immediately after that game. I got Browns big, though. Yeah, for sure. Uh, Chiefs-Falcons. Chiefs. Chiefs by at least 10. I got them by 11. I think they'll cover at 9.5, too. Uh, Ravens-Giants. A little tighter than I think people. I have the Giants covering 12.5. I think Ravens by 10, though. I think, yeah, I think the Ravens. Giants' will. defense isn't terrible. Daniel Jones yeah. is just... Guys I mean, he's good. not even playing yet, so... Battle of the shit teams. You got Bengals, Texans. I mean, can the, can the Texans win a football game? <laughs> they are just ruining the shot. It's Matthew Stafford in Houston. What's going on right now? Embarrassing. I got the Texans by four in a shootout, I guess. Ryan Finley's playing good football all of a sudden. 
All right, Jaguars, Bears. Jaguars better not win this game. Yeah, I mean. Bears by a couple touchdowns, I'd say. Bears. Colts, Steelers. Bears are still fighting for. Yeah, Bears, they, right? they're they 7-7. and seven. They need the Cardinals to lose, which sucks. The Cardinals go. Well, actually, the Cardinals do go 49ers, Rams. So back-to-back losses is possible. Steelers, Colts. I'm going to say Steelers. Find a way. Close. Very close. But I got, they, they don't lose four in a row. I got Colts by a touchdown. Broncos, Chargers. I just love Herbert, dude. I do, too. I got the Chargers, got Chargers. by three. Eagles, Cowboys. Wow. Jalen Hurts playing well. I love Jalen Hurts, man. It sucks he's on the Eagles because I, w- I want to root for that guy. I got Cowboys by two. It's a homer pick for sure. I do think the Eagles are going to win. But I got the Cowboys by two. Yeah, I think, I mean, Jalen Hurts is playing good. I think I have the Eagles in that. Yeah, I mean, I, I would pick the Eagles as well if I was a Cowboys fan. Uh, Panthers, Washington. No Alex Smith again. Possibly no Dwayne. Haskins because he's partying <laughs> without a mask on. So you're going to roll with Kyle Allen? Panthers. I got him by four because they're not good either. McCaffrey's back. Is he back? Oh, okay, we're good. Yeah, McCaffrey is back. McCaffrey is back. So I got the Panthers. But if I wouldn't play him. Why would you play is him? Is Alex Smith going to play or no? Yes, he's going to play. Rams, Seahawks. Okay, so Rams, Seahawks. Should be a good one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, it'll be a close game. I think the Seahawks will win. Though. I got the Seahawks by three. Titans, Packers. That's a big one. That is a big one. In Lambeau. Yeah, we'll see if these teams are real. Man, that's a good game. I got the Titans by a field goal. I'm going to say the Titans as well. I like the Titans. I think they're really going to test that uh, run defense. Yeah. Really going to see the run defense. Bills, Patriots. I mean, Patriots are done. Cam's done. Bills are rolling right now. Bills are. So I, got, I got Bills by 11. I could be more. Uh, quick spreads of the week. 38 and 37. I got the Seahawks minus 1.5 versus the Rams. Cardinals minus 3.5 versus the Niners. Chiefs minus nine and a half versus the Falcons. Cowboys plus three and a half versus the Eagles. And the Colts plus three and a half uh, against the Steelers. All right, NFL mock draft. Uh, I did two rounds. I'm just going to do one, though. We're just going to do one for now. Uh, first pick. So this is what the picks would look like if uh, the NFL ended today. Give me Whenever you want to jump in, give me your input. So at one, I have the Jaguars taking Trevor Lawrence. Okay. I mean, Foregone conclusion. I mean, you're not taking anyone else. How big is the gap between Trevor Lawrence and Justin Fields? Pretty wide. I think it's pretty wide. Fields did not show me a lot last week against Northwestern. Did not look good. Now, I understand they had 24 guys out from COVID. Their top two receivers are out, so we'll see what they're about. They're going to get to show so who's, themselves. Who's going to have a better career? Lawrence? Lawrence. Or last year's number one, Joe Burrow? Mm, Lawrence. I like Lawrence. Do you like Lawrence better than any of the rookie quarterbacks all this th- year? All three. So you think he's going to be... I like Herbert the most out of the three last year. So you think Lawrence will be a franchise superstar? Absolutely. Jacksonville's getting their guy. And he's the best prospect you've seen since? Ever. Ever? I would say he's the best quarterback prospect ever. And just the best prospect ever. I mean, the only one that could say the two that rival him are Luck and Manning. But I would say Lawrence is the best. It's crazy that he's not going to win a high How many games do the Jags win next year? With him at quarterback? I don't think they jump up massively because they, they do have a ton of cap, though. So they could jump up massively. They have a lot of picks. So they're going to go one and fifteen. I say he gets him to at least eight and eight. Wow, seven and nine range. I think that's I think that's a 
I think that's fair. Jets. So I did not, I'm not making any trades because I don't like predicting that. I'm just going off if they have their pick now, what are they taking? I'll get into the Darnold and trade later. Okay. I have Gregory Rousseau, the uh, edge rusher from Miami, going two to the Jets. People are like, well, you're not taking the quarterback? No. But I do have them taking the quarterback at 26. We'll get to that when I get there. I think Darnold is good when you put a team around it. Well, look at the team. He's Frank Gore's his running back. He's 55. Like, and look at the O-line. And you could say, do you, do you go draft Panay Sewell here, an offensive tackle? Well, there's going to be some good tackles on the market and free agency, and the Jets are going to have so much money. Go get a tackle. So I have them taking Rousseau. I have the Bengals taking Panay Sewell from Oregon, the offensive tackle, one of the best tackle prospects we've seen in a long time. He's massive. He's fast. He can run block, run block pass block. He's going to be great. Panthers. Got to go linebacker. They need help bad at linebacker. Micah Parsons from Penn State. Um, good speed. Pass coverage is okay. Definitely needs to improve on that, but he's good at stopping the run. I like him a lot. Here's my second quarterback taken. The Atlanta Falcons take Justin Fields. Wow. Because I have Matt. I think uh, Matt Ryan will be a San Francisco 49er after really? this offseason. I think they reunite him and uh, Kyle Shanahan. So the Falcons blow it up. I don't know if you blow it up. I mean, you have a good team around Fields, but Julio might ask out, and then you might have to trade him, though. So, yeah, I think it's potentially a rebuild, and I think you started with Fields, who I think is going to be a good quarterback in this league. I see him kind of like Cam in a little ways, better arm than Cam. He he likes to run a lot, and you can't do that in the NFL. You can't do that in the NFL because he doesn't have game-changing speed like Lamar Jackson does. No. He's a physical runner, but you can't do that in the NFL. We've seen what happens when guys do that. Cam Newton... I mean, he's, he's done. He's really done. Uh, Dolphins, they got the sixth pick via Houston. I have them going, helping out Tua, drafting wide receiver Jamar Chase from LSU. Oh, Easily God. the best receiver in the draft. I know he didn't play this year, but I don't care. He's better than both Alabama guys. Um, and they, you know, next to, uh, what's his name? This is the guy there. Devontae Parker. I love their tight end, Gusecki. Uh, I think in the second round, I actually had them taking Najee Harris, the running back from Alabama, getting their running back for the future. Uh, seven, the Eagles, right above the Cowboys, sadly. I got them taking Patrick Sertan, the corner from Bama. They need help everywhere and anywhere. But at least they found their... No wide receiver help? I'm not sold on the other wide receivers being taken this high. I think there's guys you can take down the Not board. even the Bama guy? Waddle and Devontae, Harrett, Devontae Smith. Yeah. I'm not high on taking them in the top ten. Mm-mm. I wouldn't take them in the top ten. I think this when you have guys like Amon St. Brown, Terrence... Uh, uh, Terrence Marshall, the guy from LSU, Chris Olave from Ohio State later in the second round, I think that's when you take a receiver. I don't think you take one here at seven, especially when your corners are so bad. I got the Cowboys going tackle. In-state, Texas. Uh, Samuel Cosme from Texas. He's a really good tackle, and they need tackle. They're getting old. Um, again, I like the corner. They could have gone corner here, but I like the cornerback depth, depth in the second round as well, so I don't think it would. you don't need to rush to take a corner at eight. Tackle's way more important right now especially how old we're getting. I don't think, what's his name, uh, Tyrone Smith is going to be back. I do think Lyle Collins will be back on the right side, but you got to get that uh, blind side fixed, and I think you go with him from, you know, Samuel Cosme from Texas. Uh, Chargers, they also go tackle. you gotta, you got to value Justin Herbert. you got to go get a guy to block. Christian Derrishaw from Virginia Tech, really good tackle as well. Got to go get that. Giants at 10. Uh, Kawhiti Paya. Uh, Edge from Michigan, they need help again anywhere and everywhere for the Giants. Only thing they don't really need is running back. Um, But, yeah, they need anything and everything. Now here's where my second receiver comes off the board. 11, Detroit Lions taking Jalen Waddle from Alabama. I like Waddle more than I like Devontae Smith. Um, And 
Uh, you're probably going to lose Kenny Galladay. You're not going to pay Kenny Galladay after this uh, injury-prone season, so you're probably going to lose him. You still have Marvin Jones. Bring Jalen Waddle in to be that number two, potentially be your number one. I like Jalen Waddle a lot. 49ers, a lot of people are saying quarterback again. If you're not going to trade for Matt Ryan, though, and I think it's ru- I think it's rush to trade uh, for a new quarterback. Garoppolo was in the Super Bowl like last year. Like, why are we always why are we writing him off so fast? I think they do go get Matt Ryan. I don't think it's the right move, but I don't have them drafting the qu- uh, quarterback. I, they do need a corner, which you could you know they're they're kind of loaded at receiver if they're healthy. They have four, they have like nine running backs. <laughs> I got them taking Caleb Fawley, the corner of Virginia Tech. They definitely need help. Richard Sherman, I mean, he is slower than hell. Uh, then I got the Broncos taking J.C. Horn, another corner. They definitely need help at corner. Uh, I got the Vikings. I texted one of my friends, uh, Carter, and asked him what did the Vikings need. He basically listed off everything. I looked at the roster, interior O-line or interior D-line would be what they should go after. I got them taking Wyatt Davis from Ohio State. Here's a bit. Here's a, here's a, this guy might be the best player in the draft. This guy that I'm about to name for the Patriots, tight end Kyle Pitts from Florida. This guy's unbe- I think he's the best receiver in this draft. I would say if he played receiver, which he he's six five two thirty five, runs a four four forty, he can jump. This is a great pick for the Patriots, and I do have the Patriots taking a quarterback in this draft, but not till round two. I've been taking Mac Jones in round two. Wow. Um, so you pair Mac Jones with Kyle Pitts. Um, they're gonna have a ton of money this offseason as well. Mag, uh, Kyle Pitts is going to be phenomenal. And at 15, I think it's a steal. I think he's a top 10 talent. Here goes another quarterback. Chicago Bears take Zach Wilson from BYU. I was going to ask, who do you like more of the three? Wilson, Trey Lance, or Trask? Um, I don't know, honestly. I haven't watched a ton of college football this year, so I think you would have yeah. a, better, a better understanding of those three guys. It obviously it really hurt Trey Lance not getting to play this year. North Dakota State only played one game, so it really hurt him in my opinion. I dropped him to fourth because I got to see more guys. I had him at third, so I didn't drop him too far. I thought about putting him over Trask, but Lance, the way Lance can, you know, he's mobile. I like his arm. So okay, then I had Joseph Asai, the edge rusher, going to Vegas at seventeen. I then had the Ravens taking Devonte Smith from Alabama at eighteen. They need receiver help for sure. Des probably a one year guy. Um, Washington, I have them taking Trey Lance, the quarterback from North Dakota State. They're going to need to draft the quarterback. Obviously, they don't like Haskins for some reason. I, I just don't understand why Haskins has never gotten a real chance, in my opinion. I don't think Cardinals fans will like this pick because they need a lot. I think they have a lot more needs. I have them picking Travis Etienne, the running back from Clemson. I think he would be an unbelievable fitness to Murray. They would, he's, he can catch the ball out of the backfield as well. I think I don't think they re-signed Kenyon Drake this year after the injury-prone season. He's had a good back half of the season, but they still have Chase Edmonds there as well as their backup running back. I don't think they need one. Uh, got the Dolphins taking Jeremiah Kurmoa, linebacker from Notre Dame. They also, I mean, they picked Jamar Chase earlier. They need a linebacker, so and uh, Kurmoa seems like he could be a really solid inside linebacker. Buccaneers. It was really tough for me. I mean, they have a damn good roster. I was looking at the roster. It is solid. The th- I would say their only like slight weakness would be interior D-line. So I have them taking uh, Jay Tafula from uh, USC. Uh, he's probably the best D-tackle in this draft. Not a solid D-tackle class. So if you can get him there, you need to take him because you're probably not going to get another good one for a couple more rounds. Colts. I do think the Colts will end up trading for a quarterback. I think they're going to trade. I think they're going to try to get Wentz or really? uh, Darnold. I think they try to get one of those two. So I have them taking uh, Jalen Mayfield, the tackle from Michigan. They need help with the tackle position. 
Browns taking Eric Stokes, cornerback from Georgia. Jaguars taking uh, Liam Eschenberg from Notre Dame, the tackle. And here's another my fifth quarterback of the round going. Jets take Kyle Trask, quarterback from Florida. And I honestly think if you wanted to put six, I think six quarterbacks could go in this draft. A team that I'm looking at right now that I think could take a quarterback, the Pittsburgh Steelers could take Matt Jones. They could, If Matt Jones is the sixth quarterback there, they could – another team – are you sold on uh, Are you sold on uh, what's his name for the Saints? Jason Hill. You sold on him? No. Saints take Matt Jones. Why not? I don't think they like Jameis. They obviously don't like Jameis. Yeah. So he's gone after this year. Breeze, maybe another season. I doubt it though. Matt Jones potentially there as well. Um, Titans take Aziz Olajari, edge from Georgia. They need that bad. Steelers take. I did have the Steelers take an offensive tackle because that O line looked rough last night. Bad. Saints take a linebacker from Alabama, who I like a lot, Dylan Moses. Bills also take a linebacker, Zayvon Collins. Green Bay finally picks a receiver in round one. It would be shocking if they do, but I, they have to. Uh, Rashad Bateman from Minnesota. And then the Chiefs pick is a steal. They need interior O-line. I love this guy, Creed Humphrey, the center for uh, Oklahoma. He's a stud. Um, and I'll just quickly, quickly go over some second-round highlights. Just of some skill positions. Do you think the Jets take quarterback at two, though? I was going to ask you that. Mm, no. I think most people think they're going to trade down and get acquire more picks. From what I've been hearing, I've, I've heard that they'll probably keep Darnold. Keep Darnold, yeah. And either draft someone at two or, like you said, trade. So Tough call. Huh? That's rough, though. That law, that wins. That's, you know, it's usually good to win. Not for them, though. So just some highlights of the second round. I got Najee Harris going 38 to the uh, Dolphins. I got the Cowboys taking Asante Samuel Jr. for Florida State. Terrence Marshall Jr. going to the Giants. Um, who else we got? Mac Jones going to the Patriots at 47. Who else we got anymore? Oh, Chris Olave, the wide receiver from Ohio State, going to the Colts. Uh, Amon St. Brown going to the Steelers. Like I said, I think they're going to lose Juju. And then I got the Saints taking Rondell Moore, the wide receiver from Purdue. And I got the Chiefs taking another offensive lineman at the end of round two. Keep, make sure you keep Mahomes upright. Here we All go. Right. So we're going to get an NBA. Full NBA standings. We're going to start in the East. So this is what we think is go, going into going, the playoffs. Not yes, the going, best teams. No, not the All best right. teams. What we think will happen by the end of the year. Okay. So I'll start off West. Let's just start West. You want to so, start West? Go with your one through eight to start. Lakers. Best team in the league. Clippers, I think they will play better this year. I mean, I think they're talented enough to get the two seed. Nuggets, three. They'll be about the same as last year. I have Portland at four. Really? Yeah. Um, you said Nuggets at three? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Suns at five. They're going to take a big jump. Obviously, wherever Chris Paul goes, he wins. And I think pairing him with Devin Booker... And DeAndre Ayton is going to be a huge help to those young guys. So, I mean, Chris Paul is just a winner. 100%. Uh, I got the Mavs at six. I mean, Luka, huge chance to be the MVP this year. He's just so good. I mean, so, I mean, just a dominant ball guard, make any type of play, you know, floaters, finish at the rim, uh, mid-range, and then deep ball. He's really good. So, yeah. And that three-point percentage is going to improve this year, for sure. Obviously, you got a ways to go yeah. until they're a top-four seed, but... Yeah, I got them at six. Yeah, I like them. Uh, Jazz, I'm not. I mean, they're good enough to get. They're they're good enough to win games. But where do you have them? 
I'm a five. I'm not a huge I have Jazz the, fan. I think, they, I think they lack athleticism. I know they went up 3-1 on the Nuggets last year, but... And let's just talk real quick about the Gobert contract. Oh, my God. How do you lock into five years, $200 million with a dinosaur? Yeah. There's guys, I would rather be paying Dwight Howard $1.1 million than having Rudy Gobert make $41 million a year on my roster. Yeah. There's no way I'm paying him that. I understand he's a big part of what you do, and they really, they're kind of shit with the cap, so they're kind of, like, if they don't sign him, they lose him for nothing, and they can't bring anyone back with the same, like, value. So I get, it's kind of like Chris Middleton in Milwaukee, Paul George with the Clippers. It's, you're kind of shit on with the contracts. Yeah, I was surprised to see that. Um, yeah, I just don't like the Jazz that much. I think they're pretty unathletic. Didn't they sign Jordan Clarkson this summer too? Yeah, I don't like Jordan. Brought him back. I don't really like him either. So, yeah, I think they're going to have a fall off this year. But Donovan Mitchell is a stud. I have faith in him. He's my sneaky number one dark horse right. for MVP. Uh, I have the Pelicans at eight. I do not have the Warriors making it. So, I mean, the play-in, teams that have play-in chances are Warriors, Memphis, and the Kings, so yeah, but I think Pelicans overall have the best roster to get that final spot. Okay, so I mean, ones. Do we want to pencil it in now and simulate till the playoffs and the Lakers are the one? And let's just well, let's cut. just get to this now. Lakers or the field? Oh, I mean, I want to wait to answer that to see if James Harden gets traded to the Nets. Because I like the Nets to be this close to the Lakers if they have that big three. I do like the. I will still say Lakers, but I'm more. I'm like, I'm more on the edge about it if the Nets can land James Harden. The only thing about the Nets deal with James Harden is you're going to lose a lot of depth. So no, I'm taking the field. I'm taking Lakers. I'm taking Lakers over the field. Easy. No Clippers. I don't have the Clippers as the number two seed. Really? I, I have the Nuggets as the two. I. Love- Who's the worst matchup for the Lakers? Pre-James Harden trade. In the West or all in, around? All of NBA. And West. <laughs> the West, it's tough to find. I guess the Clippers by default because nobody... The, we saw the Nuggets, how they match up with the Lakers. Not good. Well, the you Suns, think- the Suns don't have anything. They're too... Chris Paul's too slow to guard any of our guards. The Jazz, I mean, no. Rudy Gobert gets schooled by AD. Not the Mavs. They're awful defensively. The Blazers, awful defensively. The, I have the Warriors in at eight. No, I mean, the, I guess the Clippers by default. But again, I think it's a sweep or a five-game series. Like, I don't think it's much. I would say in the Do you think East, the chemistry will struggle at all? With the with the Lakers? Yeah. No, not at all. I think, I mean, we've seen in the preseason, it's, it gelled fast. And it's that's what happens when you play with the best player of all time. It gels quickly. Because you come in there, you know your role on the team. You know what you have to do. You're playing alongside LeBron and AD. They are the guys. You play your role, and that's what happens. And that's why it all falls into place easier for LeBron teams than it does for every everybody else, like the Clippers. The Clippers, it couldn't gel when you did your load management. It couldn't gel because you were giving Kawhi and Paul George unfair treatment. They were staying in different hotels um, during travel games, like by themselves and stuff, and getting un- different treatment. The roster didn't like that, so that's why they didn't gel. You got to be a team this year. So yeah, I got the Lakers at one, Nuggets two, Clippers three, Suns four. I'm high. I'm high on the. Yeah. You know I'm high on the Suns. I got the Jazz at five. I think Donovan Mitchell is going to compete for MVP this year. Top five. I think it's top five. I think he averages around thirty a game, eight assists, five boards. I think that's his stat line this year. I think he's he was so good in the bubble, and I know they blew a three one lead. 
not all his fault. I mean, he put up, I think he put up a 40-point game and a loss. So, I mean, I got the Mavs at six. Don't like their defense, but I love Luka, who's probably my MVP favorite going into the season. Yeah. I probably could have switched the Mavs and the Jazz, too. I mean, yeah. No, I, well, I would. Thin. And here's what I'll say about the West. For my four through seven, Suns, Jazz, Mavs, I have the Blazers at seven. Interchangeable. I think the Blazers can end up at four. I think the Suns can end up at seven. Like, I think it's very – top three, pretty secure for me. The eight, I'm iffy on. I pick Golden State because I have faith in Steph Curry, but I'm very iffy on that pick. I like the Pelicans. I have the Pelicans at nine and the Grizzlies at ten. Those are, and I, have the, I don't know what to do with the Rockets because, I mean, if James Harden plays, I would put them in the playoffs. How could you not with the roster? They have a good roster. I would put them over Golden State. If James Harden is committed and playing basketball, if I hear that he the Rockets are not going to trade him and he's going to play this year, I, I will bump them into probably the six. I'll bump them over the Mavs and Blazers. Okay. But, yeah, so who do you got at the bottom? So you have – I have Pelicans at nine, Grizzlies at ten, Rockets 11, Wolves 12, Spurs 13, Kings 14, and Thunder 15. Thunder would be terrible. Who do you got as your bottom? And remember, because this is the they're doing the playing game again. So who do you have as your 9-10 that can compete for the playing game? I didn't go as far as 15, but, yeah, I had Pelicans 8, and then playing game, Warriors and the Grizzlies, I think. Um, yeah, I think uh, 8 through 10, Warriors, Pelicans, Grizzlies is going to be very up and down between them. They're going to be close. Um, we'll see who gets to the 9, and if they're in within – I think they have to be within four games by the end of the season. So let's get into the more, I think – Mystery. I mean, the, the East is. I think there's five teams that can make the NBA Finals, if not six teams that can make the Conference Finals. I I like the Hawks. Um, I think it's it's more open. I think it's more open in the East than it is in the West. I think the West is like. I mean, Pencil and the Lakers in the NBA Finals, eleven <laughs> deep. I mean, Taylor Horton Tucker was ripping Kawhi Leonard. Come on, it's going to be a shit show tonight. They're going to run out the Clippers tonight. Run them out of the building, and the Clippers are going to sit. Did you hear? They're not raising the banner tonight, though. Yeah, I saw that. They're getting the rings though. So the Clippers. What do you think about Clippers up? signing uh, Luke Kennard, sixty-four million? Again, they're so cat fucked. They have to. I don't think it's that bad of a deal. I do think he's an upgrade from Shamit because I don't think either are good defensively. I think he's a better all-around offense player than Shamit though. He can get to the cup. He has a better mid-range game. Shamit's more just a three three-point shooter. Luke Kennard can do it all. I do think that's a big upgrade for him. The the misconceding thing is that it's an upgrade to get a Baca over Harold because Harold played so bad. They, Doc Rivers even said, Doc Rivers said, Paul George can blame me because t- I can take it. But Pat Bev was so banged up, he couldn't play for more than four-minute stretches. Montres Harrell was so banged up, he that's why he played so bad. If you're telling me that Serge Ibaka is going to come out there and average 19 a game this year, you're out of your fucking mind if you think that's going to happen. He's a good player, 14-8. and eight. I think he's a 14-8 guy. He is not averaging close to 20 points a game. He's not Montres Harrell. Montres Harrell is a much, yes, he shoots better. Ibaka shoots better. Harrell's a much better finisher and better skilled offensively, I believe, than than uh, Ibaka. And the Lakers robbed with $9 million for two years. What a robbery. And then to trade Danny Green in the 28th pick, and you get Dennis Schroeder. How did the league <laughs> let this happen? And guess what? You know what's going to be? You know what? The Clippers, if the Clippers do win tonight, it's going to be very funny because you're going to go on Twitter and I'll say, oh, let's see the Clippers are the best team. It's how it is. I love that. I wouldn't even be mad tonight. I'll actually, I'll be a little pissed. I wouldn't be mad tonight if the Clippers won because I know it's going to be overreaction day on Twitter where everyone says, see, the Clippers are just the best team. Well, when we roll around the playoffs and the Clippers get bounced in round one this year by the Mavericks, then, okay, we'll see. But the Lakers are walking to the final. Dude, the Lakers get matched up with Col- – the Lakers are good. Because I think the top seven is good. Eight to ten, though, there's a huge gap between seven and eight. Blazers are much better than the Warriors, I think. Yeah. 
So if the Lakers get the Warriors, Pelicans, or Grizzlies, okay, brooms are out. Then you get the Suns or the Jazz. I mean, I'm not shaking in my boot. That's a that's a sweep or a five game series, a gentleman sweep. And who are you going to see in the conference? You're going to either see the Nuggets, the Clippers, the Mavs, or the Blazers. The West is not as good as people think. I don't. I don't think the West is as good as people think. Yeah, four through eight, I had trouble. I don't think those teams are really that good. Uh, I have Lakers Nuggets repeat in the conference finals though. Okay, let's go to the East. I have Bucks at one again. I think they're. I mean, they're a good regular season team. They are. They're a great regular Let's season team. They are. They are a very good regular season team. Do I and think they're going to go to the finals? No. But I do think they will cement their number one seed again. Is this third year in a row? This will be third year in a row. Yeah. I mean, they're a good regular season team. So. Do you have them going to the finals? No, I do not. Bucks won, though. Mm-hmm. What about you? It's a tough one for me. Because I'm debating between the Bucks and the Nets. Obviously, I think those are clearly the one and two options. Can the Nets stay, can Kyrie stay healthy? Because I don't See, I don't I, worry about KD staying healthy to be honest. I worry I have about Nets so I have the Heat number two. Okay, and I have the Heat at three. And I I, I have I, the Nets three or four just because I don't know how healthy they will be. It could be a year where they're gonna load manage a little bit and that's sit very Kyrie, possible, yeah. Sit Kyrie, sit KD, maybe both in the same game, or maybe sit one and play the other in a game. So they could lose games. You change my mind with the Bucks. How good they are in the regular season. I'm going to say they're going to be the one. They are great in the regular season. 72-game season, they're probably going to go like... Defenses just play different in the regular season. That's yeah. why Giannis... He'll, They'll yeah. probably go like 52-20, and 53-19, and easily get the one. Yeah. Like that, so... And like I said, that, that's a good point. The Nets may, you know, low manage. Um, so I do have the Nets at two, though. I would put them at two. But I do have a, I do have a NBA Finals rematch. Really? I have Lakers Heat. Okay. I like the Heat. I like the roster. Lost Jay Crowder. You brought in Avery Bradley, who's much better than Jay Crowder. I understand he's smaller, but he's much better. Yeah. But you brought back your whole team. Kendrick Nunn's only going to get better. Hero's only going to get better. He's your third Way guy. Better. Duncan Robinson's the second best shooter in the NBA today with Clay Thompson out. Bam will get way better. Bam. I mean, I like they brought back Olenek and Myers Leonard. I love the Heat, but I have them at three in the in the in the regular season. Yeah. So I mean, three and four. I had two. The Heat. Three and four interchangeable. I mean, it's hard to say now, but Boston or the Nets. Nets just gonna have to see how healthy they are and how much KD and Ky- or, uh, yeah, KD and Kyrie play. But I think those are four pretty. I mean, easy teams. And I think all four have a legit chance of getting to the finals. Five out of the Seventy Sixers. I mean, oh yeah, I wanted to ask you this though. Celtics health, Kemba. That's also a big mystery about yeah. his health too. That's why I think the Nets will be a little better. I have the Celtics at four. And you had the Nets, Celtics, four, three, four? Yeah. Okay. And who was your five? Sixers. Same. I mean, I think it's by default almost. We know, we know what they are. They're not going to – Simmons and Embiid aren't going to work any better together this year. I do think they're going to be better offensively, though, because I think they finally constructed the roster to be shooters around Simmons and Embiid. You did, the Al Horford experiment – and I don't think Al Horford, like, dropped off. I just don't think Bad that signing. worked. Bad signing. It just didn't work because you can't have two guys and you can't have two bigs playing at once with Simmons, who's a paint guy. Yeah. You got to have Embiid as your big, Simmons driving. I don't think them getting Danny Green is like a bad deal. I think Danny Green's going to. No, I agree. I mean, they did what they needed to do this offseason. Got Seth Curry. They did what they should have done three years ago. Yes, they did. The big system did not work. And I just think it's too late into this Simmons and Embiid experience. You don't think Doc can change it? No, I don't. I don't either. Um, and now Simmons being involved in trade rumors with Harden, 
you just don't know. I mean, these guys don't really play defense either. I wouldn't say – or Simmons does, but Embiid – Embiid, he can play defense when he wants to, though. It's like an option for him, you they're know? They're both injury-prone. I wouldn't say either of them are the biggest leaders or – I would agree. Either, no, so I, I would agree. I, just, I think lead, leadership's their issue. And I think you bring James Harden in there for Simmons, and you have Harden with Embiid. Harden's a leader. He's He takes control of a team. I think – it would put I would have five teams in my East bubble that could win the finals if they had James Harden. I'm not saying they'd be my favorites, and I'd probably still keep them at five, depending on the health of the Nets and the Celtics, of course. But they do have a more they have more of a chance to win a, to to get to the NBA Finals with Harden, I believe. I think Tobias Harris is kind of a weird fit too. I think it's a weird fit, but I love that they're moving him back to the four. Not the three. He's too slow to play the three. Him at the four, he's a stretch four. I like that move because now you're going to have, you know, Diable is going to play the three who can play defense. He needs to get better at shooting. And then you're going to probably run either – you're probably going to run Seth Curry at the two who's a great shooter. You have Tobias Harris who can shoot 40% from three. Their roster moves were were finally good though. But look, that's what happens. You bring in Daryl Morey. Who knows what the hell he's doing? Yeah. I just think it's going to be a rerun. I mean – High expectations. Losing the first round. Just to be upset. I don't yeah. think they get swept, though, like last year. 6-7-8, I think it's crapshoot. I mean, I had Raptors, Pacers, Hawks. I do not have the Pacers in the playoffs. Okay. I have the Hawks at 6. I think they're going to be the most improved team. Um, big year for their uh, for their coach and their uh, management because they said if we don't get to the playoffs, it could be the last year for you guys. So they need to make the playoffs. I think Trey Young's going to be – I think he averaged less points because they have more – now they have more guys around him. But I think he's going to be a more efficient basketball player next year. I like him averaging 26-9 type season. I mean, last year he averaged 30-9, and nine, I think. So I think 26-9, and nine, he's going to drop off because Rondo's going to take – and the good thing for Trey is he's not going to have to play 40 minutes a night. He can go down to 32, 34 minutes because Rondo's going to take some of those minutes now. That was a huge get. And they brought in Gallinari. I love the fit at the stretch four. They have Capella. They have Okungu now. They brought in the uh, Kings guy, uh, Bogdanovich. I think Hunter takes a step. Um Kevin Hoyter, hopefully Cam Reddish can uh, can develop a little bit. I love their roster. Raptors are the team I'm, I think can be the biggest disappointment in the East. I hated their losing both their centers. Yeah. Aaron Baines, you could say Aaron Baines might be as good as Mark Gasol now, but Mark Gasol has championship pedigree. That's why I put him over Baines. I was really shocked the Raptors, when Whiteside signed a minimum deal with the Kings, I was shocked the Raptors didn't go get Whiteside. They needed a center. And they gave they gave OG and Hunnaby seventy two million dollars, which again a team that's in shit for cap. You gave Van Fleet three hundred million dollars. You're gonna pay you paying Siakam. You're paying Kyle Lowry at thirty seven. Like you had to pay. An, again, people act like yes, are these contracts probably not great? But what are the Raptors gonna do? Lose Anunoby and be worse? You have to just do it because Anunoby's better than the guys that you could replace Anunoby with on a minimum deal. But yeah, and I have Wizards at eight. Yeah, I was just gonna say I could have, I should have put them in there. Really, I, I mean, Russ plays really hard. I think he's gonna fit great there. I think he's he's going in he's going in now to a role where he's back with Scott Brooks. That's why he wanted to be there. He got back with Scott Brooks. He's gonna le- be a leader for this team. I love their youth. Bradley Beal could average thirty a game this year. Um, I like the Wizards. Not like they're gonna make any noise. But if they played the Nets or the Bucks, I could see them winning a game or two in round one. They're not gonna win the series, of course. Um, but yeah, I like the Wizards. And honestly, I would not be shocked if the Wizards jump over the Raptors for me at the 7. But I had them at 8 because the Raptors are still, it's still, a, you know, a lot of the main core. So I did have the Raptors above them slightly. Alright, so two teams. That could compete for the You're high bubble. on, kind of underrated, and then two teams you're low on. Okay, hold on. For the bubble, I had Pacers and Hornets. Yeah, I had the 
You have Wizards and Hornets? Yeah. Yeah. I Or the Magic. Again, wouldn't be shocked if the Hornets sneak in the playoffs. We'll see. We'll see. LaMelo, man. Steal the draft. We'll talk about that later. I mean, third? <laughs> or disrespect. Two teams we're high on. Two teams are low on in each conference. Obviously, I'm, you know me. I'm high on the Suns. Suns the is my Chris pick. Paul move. That was so smart. And I don't think that they're... They're not. They're probably not title contenders, but I think they're definitely in the second round. I think they're a second round team. You're probably going to run into the Lakers in the second round if you're the four or the five, so that's rough. But I think they could give the Lakers a game. They could win a game off Lakers, maybe two. Chris Paul's so smart. Um, and again, I think you're going to see his points go down a little. I think the biggest jump up is you're going to see DeAndre Ayton average 20 and 10 this year. Yeah. I think he's going to be in the pick and roll with Chris Paul. It's going to be unstoppable. Devin Booker now has a guy that he can pass the ball off to, to where he doesn't have to do everything for that team. I love the Suns. Worry about their depth a little, but I do love the starting five. Mikel Bridges at the four. Cam Johnson as your stretch. Or Mikel Bridges at the three. Cam Johnson as your stretch. Who are you high on in the East? East is, I mean, this is going to sound a little bit weird, but... The Heat, I mean, they went to the finals last year, and they're still a little bit underrated. Oh, very. I would say they're very underrated. So, I mean, this team, they just gel well together. I think Jimmy Butler proved he's bona fide superstar. He proved that all the noise was wrong. Yeah. That he wasn't the issue. That it was everyone else being crybabies, basically. I mean, they all just have the right pieces. Good coach, good front office. They're going to win games this year, and they'll be right back. So, you had the Suns in the, in the West? Suns in the Heat, yeah. Low okay. on 76ers East. We kind of talked on that already, so don't need to talk about that again. And then I'm also low on Houston. I mean, as you said, they could easily go to the playoffs, but... First round exit. I don't think Harden wants to be there. Uh, did you see he got he threw a ball to like a rookie player or something? What's he doing? Dude's turned into a head case. So I think he's... <laughs> Kyrie. <laughs> I think he's going to get traded soon anyway, but I mean, season starts tonight and he's on the roster. So they already have all this controversy going around. I don't think they're going to be that good. If Harden's on the team, because he's not really... I don't think he's going to try that hard. I think he's going to be selfish or just check out. And then, I mean, it just takes a toll on teams with these trade rumors. So, I'm low on Houston. And the thing about Harden is, he lost... I thought he did have some leverage. He lost it all. He didn't get traded before opening night, and I think he lost it all. The Rockets are being very smart here. We're not doing the Cavs-Kyrie shit where we just ship him off for nothing because we want to get him off our roster. They're doing it smart. We are going to get the best package possible. And again, I think they're still doing they're gonna be nice to him and trade him to a contending team, whether it's the Bucks, the Sixers, the Heat are out, I'm told, the Nets. One of those three is probably going to land him. Heard the Warriors and possibly the Hawks have an outside shot at getting him. But they're gonna trade him to a contender. They're still gonna be respectful to him for what he's done because I do think James Harden has done a lot for them. He it sounds like he has been a goddamn Pain in the ass to work with, though, over the years. You know, getting shipping guys out, wanting to – saying I'm demanding a trade if I don't bring Russ in, and then you want Russ out, and then you want out. Like, what are you doing? And were the Rockets – I mean, the Rockets were a four seed last year. I don't get why it was – I don't get why it was such I want out. Yeah. Because I thought they did a, a lot of great moves. They traded Russ and got John Wall. John Wall's looked good in the preseason. Boogie's looked good in the preseason. The Christian Wood signing was massive. I like their starting lineup. Harden – or John Wall, Harden, Daniel House – Wood, Cousins, off the bench. You're still going to have P.J. Tucker, Eric Gordon. Like, you still have a good roster. I don't understand it. Maybe it's just he doesn't want to play there anymore, and I get that. He will be traded, but it's going to be, I think it's going to be a month or two. I think it's going to be when the when the Rockets feel they have the best deal. And if the Nets aren't going to put up all three of their young, good players and picks, they want if they're not getting Kyrie, they want uh, Levert, Dimwitty, and Jared Allen. 
And I think that's fair for James Harden. You're, you want to get a lot for Harden here. Look at the, look what Paul George was traded for. Shea Gilgis, one of the best up-and-comers, and Gallinari, and seven draft picks that have fucked the Clippers now. So you want to get as much as you can back here. Whether or it's the if it's the Bucks, the Bucks are probably gonna have to offer the most picks in the trade because they have the worst assets to give player wise. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You can give Chris Middleton. I don't know why the Rockets would want Chris Middleton though if you're going to rebuild. The trade for me would be the Sixers because Ben Simmons. That's the best player you can get in this trade. And you can build around him, you know, the smart way. And I think they have a roster that's decent that could go around him. Um yeah, I'm low on the Raptors. Um we talked about I don't like their moves. Uh, you know they were they were they were you know they were stuck for cap though so had to do what you got to do, and the Clippers I'm low on I'm not I mean people have them uh, multiple people picking them to win the final win the finals I have them as a three I'm here uh, most people are picking them to be the one or the two seed I just don't think their roster is good I don't they people act like they have this great two way roster well, outside of Kawhi and PG who's a stud two way player Gasol or I mean not Gasol. Ibaka very, can be inconsistent offensively. And defensively, he was good in the play in the bubble, but he hasn't been good defensively the last couple of years. Pat Beverly, well, the man shot a fucking step-back three in the preseason, hit off the side of the backboard. He's terrible <laughs> offensively, and I think he's overrated defensively. Luke Kennard, not a good defender. Good offensive guy. Pat Patterson, terrible on defense. Good, de- or good off- I guess he's okay offensively. Who else they got on their team? I can't even Marcus think. Morris. Zubach. Morris is an okay two-way player, but when he's guarding the right guy, when they throw him on LeBron, it's like, dude, what are you doing? He's, he's slow. Zubach, again, what does he do good besides run, run, and dunk? Not great, very good defensively. He's not guarding. Lou Will, Reggie Jackson. Lou Will and Reggie Jackson, terrible defensively. Reggie Jackson was horrible all around in the bubble. Zubach is not guarding Montrezl Harrell. That's not happening. He's way too fast. And he's going to draw Zubach away. Harrell's going to drive right past him. I just don't see the. I don't see what people see in the roster. Like, what, what, what's their ceiling and floor? Could they win a title? Or no? no, ceiling is making it to the conference finals. But I, I think I would say this. I think it's more likely they lose in round one than they get to the conference finals. Wow. Yeah, I'm not. I just, I don't see the roster and the Nuggets. Yet, who did they lose? They lost Jeremy Grant. Okay, you know who's going to be good this year? Michael Porter Jr. is going to be the bona fide third player for them, and. I think he goes. I think he averages twenty a game this year, and he probably went. I think he can be the most improved player twenty to twenty three a game. But those are my high and lows. We did Lakers of field. Now we're going to rank this list. We're going to start with coaching vacancies. Uh, who do you as those? Top, I gave you five, right? Yeah. Okay. So who do you like as the number one? The number one because well, some of these jobs aren't officially open. But let's be real: Chargers, Bears, and Jets are firing their head coach. Um. I think one and two is pretty interchangeable. Texans, Chargers. I have Chargers, Texans. So yeah, I agree though. It's it's very tight. I like Herbert. I but I see. Well, I think we'll we'll get to the list where I have Watson ranked as my quarterbacks. But yeah, I would agree they're interchangeable. It's fuck. It's one A, one B. Chargers probably have more overall talent. Um, I would agree. Yes, defensively especially. I mean, the Texans are not good defensively. The Texans have some good wide receivers, but Will Fuller's a free. The only agent. thing about the Chargers is just they're going to be in a division with. With the They're going to be playing for second and third every year. So, do the Chargers try to make a sly deal and get the enemy? What if they did that? That would know. be entertaining. I see the enemy going to the Chargers or Texans. To be I think honest. he'll go to the Texans. It's a great fit for Watson. Yeah, All right, that, so, that makes the most sense. So three, four, five. I mean, I think it's very close there. Either way, I'll put Bears three. Okay, just because their defense. I mean, they got to find a quarterback though. 
I mean, Lions, they're about to blow it up, I think. I don't know how long Stafford's going to be there. I think he's gone in the offseason yeah. somewhere. And then Jets five, I mean. Stafford, New England. It's very possible. Could be nice. Because you draft, Stafford's 33. You draft Mac Jones and have Mac Jones sit behind him for three years and learn. And then Stafford's done it. You know, you get him off your contract when he's 36. I have the Jets at three. Really? Five picks between the top three rounds. And I think they're going to go get a good general manager. They're going to go get a good head coach. Um, I like. I just like their the assets they have, and the, they have the most salary cap in the NFL coming up in this offseason. I like what they have going into this offseason. I understand it's a shit show in New York right now, <laughs> but with the assets, and I think they move back from two and acquire another first and maybe another second rounder. You could have three first rounders, two seconds, and two thirds. That's an that's unreal for a new coach and new GM coming in. I have the Bears at four. Again, I like their overall talent more than the Lions. Obviously, I like the Lions quarterback situation better because they have Stafford right now. But, I mean, the Bears got to do something with quarterback. I do have them drafting Zach Wilson. Um, but, again, you go into Chicago, quarterbacks are not, you know, maybe they're going to be in trade talks for a guy like Darnold or a guy like Matt Ryan. or Staff- I mean, probably not Stafford. I don't see it, you know, probably change in the division. Maybe Wentz. Yeah. I don't think Wentz is much better than Trubisky, though. I'm going to say it now. I don't think. I, do. I think Wentz's best hope is to go to the Colts and reunite with uh, Frank Wright, his old offense coordinator of Philly. That's when he was good. Okay. He was really good there. But then Lions Should we five. just do the top 10 quarterbacks now, then? That yeah, list? let's go into top 10 quarterbacks. Uh, do your one through five, and we'll, we can discuss it. Um, I mean, Mahomes, obviously, one. I have Russ, two. Aaron Rodgers, three. I mean, maybe this is recency bias, but... I have Josh Allen four. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Um. I mean Deshaun five. Our top three was the same, by the way. Okay. Who's your four five? Lamar and Dak. Okay, I actually have Lamar five. Yeah, and then Deshaun six. I have Deshaun six as well. Okay. Dak's my seven. Okay. Kyler Murray eight. Okay. Herbert nine. Brady ten. Okay. So our top three, basically our top six was was basically the same. Uh, you had Allen. I have Allen at ten right really? now. Really? Okay. I like him a lot, and I think to, and to say he's ten isn't dogging on him. I just like some guys better, and I think Allen's going to be a franchise quarterback in this league for as long as he wants to be. Um. So, but I have Lamar at four, Dak at five, went Watson at six. I have Murray seven, Brady eight. I do not have Herbert in my top ten right now. Stafford nine, Allen ten. I love Matthew Stafford. I think he's just so underrated because he plays for such a shitty team, and he never com- you never hear him complain anything. He doesn't complain. He just plays ball. If he goes to a team like New England or, hell, if he goes to the Colts, if he went to the Colts, man, they would. P- I would put them as the second-best team in the AFC heading into next year if they can get Matthew Stafford. Okay. But, yeah, Allen, I, I may have had Allen. As, I think people are going to say Allen should have at least been seven for me over Murray, Brady, and Stafford. Everyone knows I'm high on Kyler Murray. Um I honestly thought about having Kyler Murray at five, but I think Dak. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna throw Dak back because of the because of an injury. I think Dak's a great quarterback, and I think it would be a, a travesty if the Cowboys don't sign him to a long term contract. I really think it would be. Yeah, yeah, he's a stud. All right, so last rank this list: top ten best NBA players right now. I had to change my list after watching Kevin Durant play in the preseason. I mean, one's easy: LeBron. He's still the best player in the league by far. Is the guy bigger than ever? We're going to see what KD does. If KD's that guy, it's not... If KD's that guy, I don't think it's... I think it's still... He's still clearly one. But if KD's not the same... Oh my God, it's bigger than ever. But if KD is the guy I've seen in the preseason, 
Yeah, I'm gonna say the gap. It's not it's not close, but Katie's definitely right there too. Yeah, yeah. Katie's my two on here. Katie's my two as well. AD three. I mean, that's my three. He's unstoppable. He's gonna, he's more unstoppable than Giannis. I'd I think. Say. I think when Le- LeBron's gonna play record low minutes this year, I'd say around thirty. I think AD's gonna average like I think he's gonna have like a thirty-one and twelve season with like three blocks. He's so good. He might win MVP because he's gonna be on the best team, and True. you know how that happens. Yeah, I have Giannis four. Same. It was tough. Um, I wanted to put Luca, but we'll get into that in a different note. Giannis at four for me as well. I mean, he's he's a great player. Don't get me wrong. I'm not as high on Giannis as other guy as other people are. Uh, most people would probably put him at two. I would say. I just think when it comes down to the playoffs. And you don't have that consistent jumper, I think it hurts him because they suffocate him. He's he's a, he's got I'll give it to him. He's gotten a lot better at passing the ball. He's a much better passer than he was. He gets better at passing each year. I do think he averages still like 30, 13, and probably five assists. Yeah, he just can't make a jump shot really. No. I mean, you see everyone else on this list has mid range game and you know three point range. So. Yes, one hundred percent. Who's your five? Luca. Okay. And I wanted to put him at four. Kid is so. Sp- I think he has potential to be one of the top ten greatest players of all time. That's how good he is. Who do you have? Do you have Luke at five? Or do you have somebody else? I have Luke at five. Okay. I have Steph at six. Okay. I had Kawhi. Um, okay, I had Kawhi at seven. So I and I had Steph at seven. So uh, it was tough. We're gonna and it, this might change if I see if I see Curry can carry the load and be that guy. And he can carry this team. Because let's be real. I think people are very undervaluing the loss of Klay Thompson. I think it's massive. I mean, he's clearly their second guy. And it really also depends what James Wiseman can do his rookie year. Can James Wiseman be a 20-10 and 10 guy his rookie year? I don't think so. I think it's going to take time for him. But, yeah, I would just go Kawhi based on he's a, he's his defensive ability as well. I would just go Kawhi. It's slight, though. All right. I mean, can Steph lead a team? As the true number one guy without Clay, exactly. That's can he? I'm asking. I, I don't think so. I don't think he can. No, not to a title. When was the last time he's done it? Has he ever done it? Yeah, he he's been with Clay his entire career, but his rookie year or two years, two years, and they drafted Clay in 2011. So two years without Clay, but yeah, he's had Clay his entire their good run. He's had Clay. I mean, he's he's just not a LeBron. No, exactly. KD. Yes. Yeah. Win as the number one only guy with a bunch of scrubs because you can him. get physical with him. You can't get physical with LeBron and KD. They're too good at basketball. And I'm not saying Steph isn't a good basketball player, but you can. You saw, I mean, we've seen in the finals, when te- even, even when they won in 2015, he wasn't good, and the Cavs were physical as hell with him, and he wasn't very good. You saw in the 2016 finals, those, especially those last three games, they took him out of the games. He was mentally out of the games. And in 2017, KD was the guy. The Cavs were still physical as Steph. It's just very, it's easier to stop Steph from being Steph than it is to stop LeBron and KD from being them. Yeah. He needs Clay. If they had Clay, they would be the number two seed for me. And I don't know if they still would have got Ubre. Maybe they would have, and that would be massive if you could have Ubre as your sixth man. But yeah, I would have put them as the number two team in the West if Clay was healthy. All right, so we're at eight. Harden at eight. Same. So our list is the only thing we have flipped right now is Kawhi and Steph. I have Harden at eight as well. I mean, um, nine, Jokic. Same, Jokic. He's I mean, unstoppable. He's the best center in the league. He changed so far. He controls. I mean. Second Watch, best big. Watching him versus the Clippers, he controlled that series. He would control the game. Yeah, I mean, he was he was an animal. He's an animal. I mean, uh, yeah, I, he's the best center in the league by far. He's a, he's the second best big. AD's the best big. And I don't consider Giannis a big. He's more of a still of a LeBron KD when you're ranking like wing players. He's not a, he's he is a four, but AD and Jokic are different. 
I love Jokic. He's one of my favorite players to watch. His passing as a center. And again, he was also on my dark horse for MVP. I mean, who says he doesn't go out and average a triple-double this year? Who's your 10? Dame. Really? Who'd you have at 10? I put Jimmy Butler in my top 10. You're going to – I was close. I have him at 11. I had, I did a podcast – the two podcasts ago, I did my top 25. Jim Butler's my 11. I don't think you're wrong. I, I don't think either one of us are wrong. I think it's flipping. I do think I would – I think Jimmy leads a championship team better than Dame does. But I still love Dame and I love his game. People saying he's, he was rated the number one best point guard, I think, or something like that. Come on. He's not better than Steph. He's still very good. And I, you know, and I'm, I don't think you're wrong about the Jimmy Butler thing. I think Jimmy Butler should, could be top ten easily. Yeah, he just proves so much. Oh, dude, his playoff, his playoff, his bubble I think he's was just, so impressive. He's I think he's going to get better and better, too. And they're so deep. He doesn't have to play 40 minutes a night in the regular season. He'll play 30 minutes a night in the regular season and be fully healthy for the playoff run. College football. I'm excited to hear your thoughts on this. Did the committee get it right? Fuck no, they didn't get it right. That is, it's so, it's so terrible what they did. They put the sixth best team in college football in the playoff, Notre Dame. Notre Dame is not a better football team than Texas A&M or Oklahoma. I had A&M in. They were my four. They won their last, I understand they lost by 20, 24, whatever it was, to Alabama. Week two. They won seven straight games in the toughest conference in college football. And the games weren't all that close at times. The only close game they have was Florida. Well, Florida only lost to Bama by six and put up points. So I can't believe that A&M's not in the college football playoff. And I wouldn't, I wouldn't say they would beat Alabama. I think they have a better chance of beating Alabama because they're more physical than Notre Dame. They're an SEC team. They're physical as hell. Notre Dame is not better than Oklahoma. I would, if you would have said Oklahoma or Notre Dame, who's in? I would say Oklahoma. I would have put Oklahoma in over them. I think they got it so wrong. I think it's honestly so embarrassing that they got this wrong. Um, I, I can't believe I, – we, I understand Notre Dame had good wins against North Carolina and Miami as well. They barely beat the backup quarterback for Clemson, and then they play the real Clemson, and they get – it was 34-3 to at one point. I mean, it ended 34-10. to Like, we saw – Notre Dame showed their colors. So you put them against Alabama, you think the game's going to be any better? I would say Alabama is – I mean, I would <laughs> – I don't think Alabama is better than Clemson, but I do think it's around the same score. I would say Alabama wins like 41-17, to 41-20. Dude, it is the largest spread in college football. It's, the, Alabama is minus 20-point favorite. They are 20-point favorites in a college football playoff game. What does that say about Notre Dame? No, I, maybe A&M would be around that too. I would put A&M to cover a 20-point spread, though. I will favor Alabama to cover that 20-point spread. For sure. No, I mean, they didn't get it right. I mean, I don't think there was any good right answer, though. I mean, it just kind of shows how how flawed the playoff system is. I mean... Eight teams. You could have put OU in. Let's just be real. I don't think you can. I get it, because... The committee definitely goes more off resume than they do eye test. They're definitely like 80% resume, 20% eye test. I'm more of a 70-30 eye test. I understand. I would agree. Well, I wouldn't have put Oklahoma over A&M anyway, but I would have put Oklahoma over Notre Dame. I, I think, think A&M is far away. The fourth I think A&M country. was a really only possible answer they could have had other than Notre Dame. I hate Notre Dame in the playoffs because I think we always know what's going to happen when they play teams like Bama and Clemson. I mean, I'm guessing they were just turned off by the possibility of having A&M and Bama play again after seeing the first matchup, but I don't know. So you're I mean, gonna, yeah. I think just this just shows like a team like Cincinnati is never going to get in. No. And a team like A&M is never going to get in because what we're asking Texas A&M to do is beat Bama. 
That's and very that's only, tough. That's, that's only going to happen. That's the toughest win you can get in, in college 10 football. years, that's only going to happen maybe once. Yeah, we know the last maybe guy Maybe once do or it. twice. So they're never going to get in. So give us an idea. How could the playoff? It's an easy fix. Call me. Call me. It's an easy fix. Me and my buddy Fletcher. We've been saying it for years. It's the easiest fix ever. Eight teams. You put five. You put all five conference champions from the Power Five in, so nobody complains. Everybody gets their team a chance. Then you go to a group of five. Who's ranked higher? A Cincinnati or a Coast Carolina? Put them in, and then you put two at large in. So like this year, quick fix. So it should have been Alabama one, Clemson two, Ohio State three. Uh, I would add A and M in as my at large at four. Then you're going to go Oklahoma five, winning the Big Twelve. You're then going to go. I'm still. I'm going to have to do it. Notre Dame in at six as the other at large. Then you're going Cincinnati as the uh, group of five, and Oregon as the Pac-12. That's the eight. It's an easy fix. You just put eight teams in. If you put if you put the all five of the Power Five in and one group of five, nobody can complain because everyone gets a chance. You want to make more money? The playoffs are the playoffs are massive money makers. Why not extend it? You get more games. It's a very so, uh, easy fix. Let's let's say someone argues. All right, we're already bored of seeing Alabama Notre Dame. Why would we want to see a number one versus eight? Alabama versus Coastal Carolina, something like that. Okay, Alabama I agree. So this should be Alabama Oregon. I agree. That that's a fair point. But I would just still argue though. You're complain, but the team you're complaining that your team's not getting a chance, like Cincinnati. Well, here's your chance. You can prove us wrong, or you can prove you can prove yourself right. I just think it's. I understand, and again, the one eight matchup this year was it's a terrible because the Pac twelve was so bad. The one eight matchup would be bad. I would think in other years, like last year, if Oregon was in the College Twelve playoff with Herbert, they proved. I mean, they had a bad loss at the end of the year, but they went and beat Wisconsin in the Rose Bowl. That a one eight matchup last year, I Oregon would not be. I mean, you couldn't say Oregon would for sure lose this year. Obviously, they would get killed. But that's fine. It's going to happen, though, when a, a conference has a down year. I just think it fixes everything. You're, you, Everybody gets a chance. And, 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 I'm not, and you don't order it in order like the five top the top five is the conference champions. No, you still reorder it. Oregon's the worst team, so they're the eight. Alabama's the one. But everybody gets in. I just don't see why that's a – I don't see why it's hard for the committee to make that change, in my opinion. I really don't. Yeah, something definitely has to change. Because let's be honest. If Cincinnati isn't getting a chance this year, no one's ever. Yeah. And actually, no, there was a worse season. UCF, 13-0. They didn't get in. Their highest ranking was 8. They didn't get in. Then they played Auburn in the bowl game. They beat Auburn by 20. That was the year I thought actually a, power, a group of five team could have beat one of the top teams. That UCF team was damn good. I, don't, I would agree Cincinnati's not a top four team. When you watch them play, no, they can't compete with A&M. They can't compete. I don't think they can compete with Oklahoma or Notre Dame. Definitely not compete with Ohio State, Clemson, and Alabama. But you're saying, and here's the counter. People say, oh, it's getting tired of just seeing Ohio State, Alabama, Clemson, one, two, and three. Well, that's why you add some more teams and see what happens. You never know. I think this year, if there was eight teams, let's say, okay, so it was Alabama one, Clemson two, Ohio State three, A&M four, uh, Notre Dame five, Oklahoma, or Oklahoma six. I think Oklahoma or Notre Dame has a chance to beat Ohio State. All right, so let's get into the predictions now. Let's start with just the New Year's Bulls. Cotton Bowl, Florida, Oklahoma. Um, I also got the uh, I got the odds right here as well. I was ready. Got the odds on Bovada. Uh, right now, shocking. Oklahoma is a three-point dog. I, mean, I love Oklahoma in this game. I love Oklahoma's defense. Dude, Oklahoma is going to be the number one team in the country going into next year. They return 20, they're going to return 21 to 22 starters. 
Their only guy they're losing is their center, Creed Humphrey. They're returning everyone else. I love this matchup for them. Kyle Pitts isn't playing, right? Kyle Pitts is not playing. I think he opted out to play to go to the draft. And I believe they might have lost a receiver, too. Is Trask playing? Mm-hmm. He was playing. Oh, I mean, if Trask wasn't playing, Oklahoma would be favored by a touchdown, if not more. Yeah. I like Oklahoma. I have Oklahoma winning this game. I like OU a little better. I don't know. I mean, I think they may be a year away. Yeah, I, I know. I, so, next year, OU is going to be fun. I think I might just go Florida. And you know how, how high I am on Rattler. Yeah, I might go Florida just because okay. Kyle yeah. Trask and the offense is just crazy. Peach but. Bowl. Georgia, Cincinnati. Georgia is a seven-and-a-half point favorite. I love that spread. Yeah. Cincinnati, big. I think I have Cincinnati as well. I just think we see Georgia when they're not in the playoff. They're just This is what happens to big-time teams. They don't care. And a team like Cincinnati, they're here to prove something. Yeah. Saw with UCF and Auburn. The year Auburn didn't get in the playoff, UCF smokes them by 20. I think we get Cincinnati by a couple touchdowns. I think Cincinnati win. And Georgia, their offense is their quarterback situation. They lost their quarterback before the season, Newman, the transfer who's now entering the draft, projected to be a fourth-round pick. Their quarterback's not – they don't have a great quarterback situation. Their receivers aren't great. Their defense is good. I think Cincinnati wins. Kind of lowers – I would say like 24-10 Cincinnati. That's what I would lean to. Fiesta Bowl. I have Iowa State. So did you have – you had Cincinnati? Yeah, I have okay. Cincinnati. Iowa State, Oregon. I'm guessing Iowa State's got to be a favorite big. I mean, Oregon getting it four and a half? Well, I'm going to place a bet on Iowa State at minus four and a half. They're going to kill Oregon. Is Bert, is Purdy a senior? He is a senior. He'll be in the draft. They, they he's good. With, I think he'll go out. He had a bag. It he'll, sucks. He, he has I, bad mistakes. So he's gonna. I think he's gonna go out and play really well, knowing it's his last game because he did you know three interceptions in the big. Tw- they could have won that game if he doesn't turn the ball over like he did easily. Uh, that's the, Oklahoma gets me on that. They play so good in the first half and then they take their foot off the gas pedal. Pummel teams. <laughs> Don't give them a chance. Come on, Lincoln Riley. Lincoln Riley. I love Lincoln Riley. My favorite college football coach by far. I love that guy. Yeah, I got Iowa State big. Like I'm saying, like. 41 to 20, something like that. I think it's going to be a blowout. Yeah, I have Iowa State as well. Orange Bowl. Gig them. Uh, yeah, I think it's going to be is, a, another spread? team that's going to come out to prove something. They're going to be pissed off. They didn't get in the playoffs. So I have A&M. I got A&M by a touchdown favorite. Yeah, I got a North Carolina's defense is not good. They're good offensively, but they're facing a really good defense too. a and has got a really good defense. I like it. What's the over-under? Or what's the... 68 and a half. I mean, I like A&M like 45 to 28, 45-31. I mean, they're going to put some points on North Carolina. Uh, yeah, I like A&M. I mean, they're, like you said, they're going to come playing pissed off. Kellen Munn's last game as an Aggie. Hell of a recruiting class coming in for A&M. They're going to be some dog. I think, depending on what Alabama has at quarterback next year, A&M probably could rival Alabama and possibly beat. Next year would be the year to beat Alabama. Because I do think Mac Jones is going to leave. He could come back for his senior year, but I think he does leave. It's probably going to be a first-round pick. Now the playoff. So like I said, Alabama is a 20-point favorite. I have Alabama and Clemson both big. I think Clemson. I have Clemson big over Iowa State. Uh, I have Bama covering that spread, though, even though it's... Minus 20? Me too. Yeah. I think, like like I said, I think around 45 to like 14 or something. It's going to be bad. It's going to be ugly. I like Clemson. Not by much. I like Ohio State to cover seven and a half. I like Clemson by a field goal. I think Fields and Ryan Day are hearing this noise. They're gonna they're gonna get back their guys from COVID because you know games 
games they're gonna get their guys gonna be out of COVID. They're gonna get Chris Olave back, who's one of the best receivers in college football. That was a mass. You could tell losing their top two receivers was massive for them because Fields was could not complete a pass. A lot of drops. Um, they're gonna come out with something to prove. I like Clemson, thirty-one twenty-seven in a close one. I do think Ohio State's gonna they're gonna they're gonna fight for something to prove. Um, but yeah, I like Clemson national title. I think this is going to be a classic game. I do too. I mean, a classic Alabama-Clemson game, one of the be- best games of all time. It's not going to be the 44-16. Um, I think I have Clemson. I think Trevor Lawrence is just the best player on the field, and I think he's going to go out a national champion. I'm guessing Alabama will be favored in that game because they're the number one team, but I think Clemson wins field goal touchdown. Like I said, I think very close. Like I could also like 31 I would say touchdown. 35-28, something like that. It's going to be very close. It's going to be a very good game. And here, you know what? I'm such a I'm such a sports fan though. I don't care if it's Alabama Clemson every year because we're getting the two best teams and it's going to be a great game. It's going to be a good game. Um so yeah, I like Clemson a lot as well. Um but yeah, still can't get over that Notre Dame's in over man, A&M, man. That's rough. Uh, I could I when I I couldn't I didn't know they were doing the selection show show so early, so I didn't even see it live. I check on Twitter that Notre Dame's heading to the Rose Bowl, and I'm like, wasn't that a college football playoff game? I couldn't believe that they were in. Um, all right, we're going to take a little break, and then we're going to come back with combat sports and then fees rapid-fire questions. All right, back. A little combat sports talk. Not much, just a couple things uh, that happened over the weekend. Canelo, Alvarez, and Triple G, Gennady Golovkin, both got wins this weekend. Uh, Canelo, decision, easy, though. I uh, heard most people think 10 rounds to two. Um GGG gets the knockout in round five. That guy should not have been in there at Triple G. That was a that's just terrible that they threw him in there. Um, is the trilogy next? Probably not. I, I uh, it should if if you're Triple G, you need to get it now. You're only getting older. Um, but I don't think it's next. I think Canelo's wanting to collect belts, so I think he stays at the weight classes at and connects collects belts. Uh, finally, the biggest boxing match you can make: Tyson Fury, Anthony Joshua is verbally agreed to for May or June. Thank you, and it better get signed soon. I'm sick of seeing these guys dance around and box other guys. They need to fight each other. I'm sure it's going to be a two-fight agreement where you know the loser is going to have a rematch clause, but that needs to happen. Uh, Steven Wonderboy Thompson and Jose Aldo get big wins over the weekend. What's next for them? For Wonderboy, you kind of got to play the wait-and-see game. Uh, really, the top five is kind of booked. You got Edwards fighting Shemaev, Usman's fighting Burns, and then you're probably going to have Colby Covington, Jorge Masvidal. So you kind of just got to wait and see what happens. Uh, for Aldo, he called out TJ Dillashaw, who's coming back from the you know getting bust for steroids. He's out for two years. Makes sense. I don't think TJ, for him, I think he beats Aldo. I think he should come back and fight a guy before he just goes and fights for the belt. I think that's a mistake. So I like the Aldo-TJ fight a lot. Um, we're a month out from uh, Connor Poirier, too. Um, we're going to, you know... January 16th is when Khabib meets with Dana. So we're going to see if the belt's going to be on the line or not. If Khabib chooses that he's going to either retire for sure or if he's going to fight George St. Pierre at 170. If Khabib keeps the belt, that means if Conor beats Poirier, the rematch will be happening, I'm guessing. If he chooses to stay at the stay in the division as the champion, Conor, if, if, when, if and when he beats Poirier, will fight Khabib in the biggest rematch, in the biggest fight of all time. Um... I'm not going to go too in-depth about my prediction. Everyone knows I got it under three minutes. Um, I don't think Poirier, he's a slow starter. 
can't take the shots. I think Connor puts him down in under three minutes. I don't think it goes 40 seconds like the Cowboy fight, but I do think it goes quickly after that. Um, Poirier is a great fighter, and it's it's a really good fight for Connor. It makes sense ranking-wise. Poirier is, for some reason, ranked ahead of him. That's fine, though. Connor hasn't fought in the lightweight division in a long time. He only has one win in the division because he you know bounced around weight class. But I think once Connor beats Poirier, he's going to jump right up to number one and be the rightful number one contender, and it's not even a question. But, yeah, I can't wait. Month out. King is back. Do you want to do the other news first, or do you want to do the rapid fire now? We can just do the other news. Okay. Where does Wentz fit best for you? Give me two places you could see him potentially playing. I mean, I would say Chicago or Indianapolis. I, like I don't think there's going to be a huge market for him. I don't either. Yeah, I think I think you're right. I think Chicago. and I think Indy's the best fit. Um, but yeah, I, I would agree. There's not many options out there for him. The bears are like a well-known thing that this is like a one year thing or a one year stop for Phillip rivers. Pretty well. I think he's going to retire. Really? Yeah. I think it's pretty well known. It's a one year stop. So they're going to be looking for a new guy. Mm-hmm. I mean, and unless rivers, I mean, rivers had a pretty solid season. So unless he flips and wants to come back, they'll probably keep him. But I'm here. I'm what I've heard is most likely it's a one year thing. He's going to retire. So who are your most likely guys to go there? To go to Indy? Yeah. If I was Indy, I'd be trying to get Darnold before Wentz. What about Stafford? I would Stafford over all of them. It's going to be... It's probably going to be the hardest to get Stafford. Are any of those guys free agents, or would they have to be trades? All have to be trades. But yeah, I think Wentz fits best for sure in Indy with his old offense coordinator, Frank Wright. I think it makes the most sense, but we'll see if they want to take on that cap. You know, Because, yes, you the cap hit is... Uh, the. I think it said the... The Eagles will be charged with a $34 million cap hit, and whoever takes him on will get the $25 million a year because he, I think he has four years, $100 million left on his deal, which is very rough. But who knows? Maybe if he goes and plays with Frank Wright again, maybe he can be back to what he used to be because let's someone, just be honest. He one of my friends who actually has a podcast as well posted a poll on Twitter, and it was like Wentz, the Wentz option was like 87 to 13. And he said he was surprised it was so lopsided, but the question was, what contract would you rather be stuck with? Wentz or Zeke? Zeke. By how much? How far? Easily? A lot. A yeah. lot because I think I think people are I which I mean, that's fine. You want I don't think he had a great season, but I also think when you lose Dak Prescott, it's easier to key on the run and make those other quarterbacks throw the ball than to run the ball. So I think Zeke back with Dak is with the contract's way better. Fifteen People realize, yes, it's $90 million over six years. It's only $15 million a year, though. It's not $25 million a year. But, yeah, I, what, did most people say they'd rather be stuck with Wentz? It was like 87 to 13. Wentz? They would rather be stuck with oh. Zeke's contract. Oh, rather be, okay, okay. I was going to say, good night. You want to be stuck with that guy? <laughs> okay, what does it mean to you when you hear Kawhi say he won't talk extension this season and he's just focused on this season? Do you think he's keeping his, do you think he's keeping his options open? Yeah. God, the Clippers would be so funny I mean, if they lost him. This doesn't mean much in my eyes. I think this is standard procedure for a superstar. I mean, he shouldn't want to sign an extension right now. Why would he? Why not? My whole thing is like, for the Clippers, why would they sign Paul George now? I mean, I guess you said they're kind of limited on what they could do, but... They can't... The thing that... that, Was it a bad contract? Yes, but they can't afford to lose him. Because again, you're not going to get a better player than Paul George. Because if they lost Paul George, they still would only have the minimum deal because you're going to try to bring back Kawhi, I would hope. The, the thing is, what's weird is, I don't know what team out there would be a better fit for Kawhi than the Clippers looking at who's going to have money next year. The Mavericks? 
Does he want to go be the number two behind Luka? He's definitely the number two there. Does he want to go to the Knicks? I mean, I don't think so unless he wants to go back to the East. Unless he wants to go to the East. I don't know. I mean, I just I don't see too many options for him. So I don't I'm guessing he just re-signs at the end of the season. But I mean, God, if they lost in the first round, collapse or something like that. I think he'll end up at the Clippers again, but I mean he's gonna get the max wherever he wants to go. So there's no reason to sign now. Yeah. I think he should definitely I mean, wait and see, and if they lose before the conference finals again this year, he may want to look at other places. Okay. First question, this is two part question. Where do you want to see Harden go? What's the second question? Where does he fit best? I think he fits best. I mean, in Philly, probably. Yeah, because I mean, I think he goes to Philly. He's. It would have to be obviously Simmons out of there for sure. He'd but. obviously be the number one guy going to Philly. I mean, going to the Nets, he's not the number one guy. I actually and think he fits like have, well with Embiid, honestly. I think he fits very good with Embiid. I mean, you go to the Nets. I mean, how many basketball? You're not. What would the trade team? be? For Simmons, what would that trade look Simmons, like? Maxi, Thibel, three first round draft picks, one pick swap. So who would the Sixers starting lineup be? Harden, Danny Green. It would be Harden, Seth Curry, Danny Green, Tobias Harris, Joel Embiid. It's not terrible around them because you have two, three shooters around Harden it's too. A pretty, pretty light bench though. Yeah, they probably they, they would be huge movers in the buyout market this year. Definitely looking for a veteran. They get like a Markeith Morris. The Lakers got. They would be huge in the buyout market. I would have to look at their roster completely again. I'm not sure. They have a couple young guys, but you would lose you would lose your three up and comers in Thibel, Maxi, and Simmons. But I just think it's you don't play for to me, you just don't play for five years. You play now. And I I like I said, I don't know if it get it's enough to get them to the finals, but I could easily see them make it into the conference finals with Harden and Embiid on the same team. But that's the best fit to me. I would love to see him go to the Golden State. I would wow. love to see it. I'd love to see it. I don't know what this means, though, when Clay comes... Because you're... Well, the thing is, you're losing Wiseman. Does that work? All three of those guys? Does that work? Yeah, you can play Clay at the four. He's six, seven. He's so much... Clay I mean, at the three. Clay Harden's at the three. so much different than KD. Harder to plug in, for sure. But what I can't believe... Did you see what Steph said? He said he wants to come play for I don't think there's any team. way that happens, dude. You would be trading... Wiggins and Wiseman and three I don't picks. know why you would want to get Wiggins on. Your, I mean, I don't know why would you trade for Wiggins. Yeah, I don't, well, you're getting Wiseman though. That's the move. I know you're stuck with Wiggins for another two years. He wouldn't even start for who? the Rockets. Wiggins, Wiseman, would he over Boogie or Christian Wood? I think he could start at the five and bring Boogie off the bench at this point. In Boogie's career. I I don't know why. I would also love to see him go to the Hawks. I'm just saying that I think the Rockets could get a better deal. I think the Hawks are the most intriguing because of all the young assets they have. Because dude, he goes to the Hawks, they make them a, he makes them a contender. Also, that means six teams as a contender in the East. I would consider the Hawks to jump over the Sixers into the finals. I want to see him go to the East. Yeah, I think the sneaky fit and the most interesting one to me would be him playing with Giannis. I don't how would that, that work? That's what I was going to say for where I would want to see him the most. I kind of changed my mind. I kind of want to see him play with Giannis. I think it'd be great. I think it'd be great. I'd love to see that happen. I think it not only does it fit, right? I mean, I think their oh, it styles fits. fit it really fits. well, but it fits. I think the Bucks need to do it because you, like you said, you're playing to win now, not in five years. Exactly, Giannis. Which I did think I did think the Bucks did make moves to win now, though. The Drew Holiday one was good. 
because did, they and did. But here's the thing: that also, you bring Harden in. You're going to trade Middleton, of course. You have Harden, who I know isn't a good defense player, but you have Drew Holiday as your defensive guard. My thing is, I mean, yes, Giannis signed a five-year max, but that doesn't really mean too much. No. I mean, in five years, let's be real. In five years, if they don't have a title, he's going to leave. In yeah. three years, if they don't have a title... He might demand a trade. He might demand a trade. In two years, if they don't make it to the conference finals either year, he, he might, might demand, demand a trade yeah. then, too. That's 100%. Yeah. So I think it's... I think I think at some point, I, you're going to have to get a second superstar for the Bucks, and, you know, why not do it now? Yeah, and Kendrick Perkins said it back. If you're the Bucks, get the fuck on the phone and call Houston and say, what do you want? It's not what every do you year want? that a top 10 player is asking for a trade. And if you're the Bucks. Yeah, give up five first-round picks. You're going to be picking at 28 anyway, at, least, at the worst. You're going to pick at 27. So, yeah, go do it. I know Harden's 32, but I think Harden can keep playing till he's 37 because at some point he can just be a guy that goes and gets you points and spurts. He can still hit threes, but Giannis is your takeover guy. So I think it works. I love it. I, I would honestly – Milwaukee be – I don't understand why Milwaukee's not trying to do it more. I don't know. Maybe Giannis and Harden don't get along or something. I know Giannis has talked shit on him before and Harden True. has had jabs back. Okay, get it out of the way though. And does – will Harden tell Milwaukee that I'm not signing the contract since because I don't want to live in Milwaukee? That's the part about Giannis signing this five-year deal. Tough to get superstars to say, I want to play in Milwaukee. That's why you might, if you can, do it now. Because you do get him for at least two years. So then, well, let's say you get Harden for these next two years. It doesn't work. Okay, then it's over. You, he's gone. You do something else. You know? Because he's got two years left on his deal with a player option. Well, if it doesn't work, he'll, which he probably won't even opt out of that player option. $47 million when you're fucking 35. He's not going to opt out of that. So you have three years, to dis- three years to see can you win a title. If they don't win a title in three years with them as a duo, that's ah, rough. And they're probably, Giannis is probably never going to win a title. If he goes to the Bucks, where do you rank them in your power rankings? Two. Over the Nets? Yeah, I put him over the Nets. Because I think Harden's a much better player than Kyrie. Okay. Here we go. All right. So, so do, I, do I have to answer these immediately? Or can I take time? You know, and then talk, I mean, Do you want me to talk about them too? Like, yeah, so give detail? Rapid fire. So you've never seen these questions, right? Never seen them. If he is not, he's, he told me there was like one or two in there that were in, our, uh, that were in our discussion earlier. But I don't. about 38 of them, 39 of them, I don't know out of the 40. So, I mean, this is range. I mean, the first couple are going to be about the Cowboys. Okay. So, you're a big Cowboys fan. So, I just want to see what you're thinking for the future. Um, NFL, some NBA, some McGregor. Okay. And then at the end, we're going to have a little game, you know, kind of making. I'm going to let you make your case. End it now. End it today. For LeBron, LeBron. Okay. versus MJ talk. End right. it today. I'm we'll going to make you let, you let you make your case, okay? Okay. <laughs> so, let's start off. Do you fire Coach Mike McCarthy? Yes. You fire him and you go... Get Who are your top three candidates? Number one for me is the same. He's not leaving OU, but I would always be Lincoln Riley. I think it's a dream. He's a huge Cowboys guy as well. Number two is pretty easy. Be enemy for the Chiefs. I think he comes in and helps helps our offense get balanced. And Dak can get even better than what he is now under be enemy. Number three, I mean, I don't know... Uh, if you look to the college ranks, I don't think there's really a pro guy that's over the enemy. Hmm. Um, I mean, I would just say it would definitely be – I mean, I would – you could throw Urban Meyer in there at three for me. Urban Meyer at three for the, getting him. I wouldn't mind him either. I like 100% Urban Meyer. clean house. 100% clean staff. house, yes. Bring in – you're not bringing in Riley even how much I dream about it. You bring in – Bienemy would be my guy. And I don't think Bienemy gets his first head coaching job under the Dallas Cowboys. I don't think he's turning that down. 
That would, if they fired McCarthy, that's let's the say, number one job. Let's say the enemy has any pick he wants. Where does he? Where do you think he'd go? Oh, he'll take the Cowboys over the Texans or Chargers. Okay. More talent. Let's say the Cowboys don't fire McCarthy though. Texans. I like the Chargers, but I don't know if he goes to the division rival. I don't know if the I think, che- he, I think he'd go to the te- Texans. Texans. I would say the Texans probably. Yeah. What should the Cowboys do with Dak? You give him the extension that he wants. Uh, and I do think the thing you're going to get lucky on, you're not going to get it much lower. I don't think it's going to be 35 to 40 mil, but I still think 32 million a year over five years. Or if he wants the three-year deal so he can become a free agent when he's 30 again, a three-year $100 million contract, 33.3 million a year. I'm not mad at that. I think they give him, they should give him some sort of extension. I think the more you franchise tag him, the more he gets pissed off and the more he's going to not want to play for you because you don't have trust in him. What should Dak want to do this offseason? Well, I mean, I don't think there's a better team out there for him to go to unless the Colts are going to make a move for him. But I don't, I just don't see him wanting. He doesn't want to leave. You don't the think Cowboys, a, you don't think there's a market for him this offseason? Oh, there's a market. What's his market? Like for team wise? Yeah. I mean, you got the Colts. The Colts are they're going to be open. They're going to have a ton of cap room. The Colts. Um, and you think these teams would offer him thirty to forty? Million? Yes. Uh, if Jacksonville didn't get the number one pick, I would have said them. But they're probably going to be able to draft Trevor Lawrence. I mean, the market's not. I mean, the Bears. The Bears are going to have money to get a quarterback, so maybe the Bears. But, I mean, how much – the Bears aren't better than the Cowboys. You could argue the Colts are a better situation to go to than the Cowboys right now, especially if the Cowboys keep McCarthy. You could argue the Colts have a better situation. Worse receivers, though. Way worse. We have the three best receiving core in football. So, yeah, I mean, I think he's going to – he wants to stay as a Cowboy, and I think he does stay as a Cowboy for at least the so next gut three, feeling, years. do they franchise or no? I have a gut feeling that they'll franchise tag him. Yeah. Though. And then hopefully work their way to an extension. But I don't. I think they'll franchise tag him immediately. Do you consider trading Zeke? I'm guessing the market is as low as ever for him. Yeah. So no, because I don't think you're going to get back what you. What, now maybe if he has a good couple of years and then you want to trade him before he's 28, 29, okay. But no, I would not trade him right now. And I think he's going to be phenomenal next year when we're. Is fully he still healthy. a top five running back? Yeah, I would put him at four. Who's your top five? McCaffrey, Cook, Zeke, three, and then Henry, and then probably Kamara. I can't think of the running backs off the top of my head. I would say that's pretty consensus, top five. Yeah. I'm trying to think of some other good ones, but I think that's pretty your normal top five. Yeah, I would say I would go Zeke at three still. I think when healthy. Is Jalen Hurts the future in Philly? Absolutely. I said this from this. I, I thought it was a – it hurt me to see him get picked by Philly because it's like – Damn, he's going to go to a team and he's probably just going to be a backup his entire career, but he gets his opportunity and look what he's done. Yes, he's their guy. Uh, there, He'll write out his rookie contract and he's going to play very well for them. I think he's going to, it, as a Cowboys fan, it hurts me because I think it's going to be a lot tougher to win divisions now with Hurts at quarterback than Wentz. So we kind of already talked about this, but who's the biggest matchup problem for the Chiefs? And if you can't really think of a good one, what's their biggest, what's their kryptonite, would you say? What's their weakness? I say their weakness is them they they can only beat themselves and sometimes they get a little Mahomes will get a little lackadaisical with the ball, turn it over, or be like in that first half of the Saints game, he was under fifty percent completion percentage. So sometimes they can just get kind of it honestly kinda of reminds me of like what the Lakers did in the bubble in some games, that they would be beating teams bad and then they would kinda of let them back into it because they just got bored. So I think it's the Chiefs can only beat themselves. If you want if I want to give one team, I'll say the Bills. I don't think they will beat them, but I'll say the Bills as the only as a team that could possibly do it. What about the in, in the NFC? The Bucks because they're overall team defensively and offensively. Okay. 
So you have to put money on this one way or the other. Will the Steelers win one playoff game? So let's do two scenarios. Let's say they win their division. So they'd be the three seed. Matched up with about the Colts or the Browns. Yeah. And if they lost. If they were the five or six seed, they'd probably play either Tennessee. Yeah. Titans, Colts, Browns, probably going to look like this. I'll put money on it that they don't win a playoff game. Not one. Not one. I think they get bounced in round one. So I think I don't like them. You're, against, you're done with them. Yeah, I don't like them against if they if their only three options are playing the Colts, the Titans, and the Browns. I don't like any of those matchups for them. I hate it actually. What about if they somehow ended up playing the Ravens? That's a better matchup, but no, I'd take the Ravens over them. All right, redraft this quarterback list. So Josh Rosen was in this first round as well, but <laughs> yeah. obviously. So, Baker, Darnold, Josh Allen, Lamar Jackson. Rank this for Lamar one. Future, the 10 year future. Lamar one, Allen two, Baker three, Darnold four. So, you still have Darnold four, even though you're pretty high on him? Yeah, I like that draft class a lot. It's a really good draft class. So, you know, I, I'm, I'm not mad at it. So, you think the Jets should keep Sam Darnold? I would keep another year. Now that you have the second pick, I keep another year. What kind of like trade, like what, what's his value even look like right now? I think he's got decent value because I think people realize that he could still be a really good quarterback with pieces around him. Like the Colts, I think they'd get a first or second rounder for him from the Colts. I don't think that's, I don't think that's out of the woods to get a first or second rounder. If you really want to get off him that bad. I hope they don't though. I think they should keep him. I think he's a franchise quarterback. Put pieces around him. Is Daniel Jones the guy for the Giants? No, he's not. I'm out. I'm out on Daniel Jones. But I don't think they make a move this year because they don't have a high. I but I can't say certainly that. I can't say certainly though that because they're not going to get Fields or Lawrence. So I can't say certainly guys like. It's uh, this goddamn name. He's a quarterback for the. Who are like Zach Wilson? Who are quarterbacks like in the future, like next year's draft class? Like what does that even look like? I don't know? even know what the quarterback. I mean, Rattler. Rattler. I don't know who else is there, though, to be honest with you. I'd have to look again. But this year, I can't for, for sure say Zach Wilson, Kyle Trask, Mac Jones, and Trey Lance are for sure going to be better than him, though. He's not bad. He's just not your future. Mm-hmm. I think I'm out on him. Yeah. Can't believe they drafted him. I mean, it was a terrible draft class. I would have took Drew Locke over him, though. Would you take Drew Locke over Daniel Jones right now? Yeah. I'm still high on Locke. I had him as the second-best quarterback in that draft class behind Murray. Wow. Okay. I had Haskins at third. I had so you think Locke's the guy? Yeah, I don't think Denver should draft a quarterback this year. Maybe maybe one in like the fourth or – because quarterbacks, it's going to be a lot of – the quarterback's going to go six in the first round, in the second round, and then it's going to be a lot of fourth, fifth, and sixth rounders. Maybe you draft one late just to see. I'm not high on Locke, though. Who will be I mean, the, no, I am high on Locke. My bad. Who, I'm not who's going to be the Bears starting quarterback next year? One guy. You got to say one guy, most likely. You could say Trubisky, too. I'll say Zach Wilson. I think they draft him. So I'm going rookie Zach Wilson. I think they draft Zach Wilson. Or they draft one of the rookie quarterbacks. And it's going to be a rookie quarterback, in my opinion. I'll go Wilson, though. I think he's the best out of the other three. Is Cam Newton done? As a starter, probably. I think he goes to be a backup. I still think he can be a backup in this league. He may retire, though. He's made enough money in his career. He's made well over $100 million. So I don't think he has to play. And if, you don't, if he doesn't want anymore, he doesn't look healthy. Like, I just don't think he's ever recovered fully from that shoulder. I mean, he looks painful to throw the ball. It looks like it's painful. I don't understand. Yeah. So you think he's just going to go somewhere as a backup? Probably, yeah. Not back in New England. 
New England will draft a quarterback or maybe trade for a guy like Stafford or Darnold. You don't think he'll go to New England next year? No, he will not be a Patriot next year. Yeah. Where does Matt Stafford end up? Definitely, I, I don't know. I would say the betting odds is for him to end up on the Lions still, but if it was a trade, I mean, the Colts and Patriots, the Bears, maybe not the Bears, but I'll, my gut tells me he'll start the season as a Lion. Yeah. So I want ceiling and floor comparisons. Player, like a player that's kind of similar for the ceiling and the floor for Herbert, Tua, and Burrow. Okay, for Herbert, ceiling. He's got a little Brady in him. Not saying that he's going to be Brady. And not saying he's going to win six Super Bowls. But he's smart. He's athletic. and yeah, He's more athletic than Brady was. He has a great arm. So I'll say he could be similar to Brady. Not maybe at the winning level. Obviously, he's not going to win six Super Bowls, especially with Mahomes in that division. But as a player, he could be like a Brady. As a floor. God damn. Does as he a ha- player now. Huh? Player now. Any. Ever. Or just like a caliber. Like, does he have any bust potential at all? I mean. I could see him. If he did have, if he does have any bust potential, a Nick Foles. Big. They're both big. Um, Foles got a big arm. I don't. I would I would favor him to be more closer to being a type of guy like Brady than Foles, though. But I would say Brady and Foles are his two. You go Herbert. Burrow, Burrow too. Okay. So Burrow. Um, I, can't, I, was, I was so late on Burrow. I didn't get on the Burrow train until late. A ceiling? Be a guy like Rodgers, I think. Um, love his arm talent. Um, he just, he's a winner, man. He's a winner. Uh, for a floor would be a, um, a better version, a lot. So his floor would be a lot better version of Tim Tebow because he's a winner. He's just going to win games. He just, he just has that it factor. He just really has that. Or you could also a little comparison to, to Breeze maybe also. I mean, his accuracy is so good, but I have, I kind of have the, I have Tua be Breeze for me. I don't think he's Russell Wilson. Tua is going to be Breeze? Yeah. As a ceiling? Yeah, ceiling. A floor? Hmm. A floor? A better version of Robert Griffin III would be his floor. But I don't, again, I think all three of these quarterbacks end up phenomenal. I think so you, they're all franchise quarterbacks. So you're sold on Tua? I'm sold on Tua. You think yeah. he's the guy? Yeah, his accuracy. He's probably more accurate than both quarterbacks. But I love Herbert, and I just love Herbert and Burrow. Um, I'm super – I've always been high – I've been on high on Herbert since he was in college. I didn't get on the Burrow train until late, but he's phenomenal too. So now we're going to move to the NBA. I want your MVP. So just let's just go one by one. MVP for this season? Yeah. Been, I've been so up and down on it. I've had Lucas, Steph, Giannis. I'm going Anthony Davis. Really? 31, 13, and 3. And 3 assists. 31, 13, 3, and 3 for Davis this year. I got Davis my MVP. Okay. Rookie of the year. Easy. Runaway. LaMelo Ball. Uh, say about 14 points, 9 assists, 6 boards. I think, I think the scoring drops for me after seeing the roster because they have, a lot of good, they have a lot of good scoring options. But I do think he's runaway rookie of the year. Most improved. Michael Porter Jr. I think he gets to about 2023 20, a game this year. 
defensive player. Anthony Davis, who won MVP and defense player of the year. I got Davis in both. Coach of the year. I'm going to say um, Money Williams for the Suns. I think he wins Coach of the Year. Gets him to a top four seed. So. Could have went with the Hawks coach, too. Forget his name, though. God, I forget his name. I don't know why I forget. I forget it all the time. Hawks coach potentially also. But I'm going to go Monty Williams, my guy. I like Monty Williams a lot. So you, Lakers lock in the finals, right? Lakers are a lock in the NBA finals for me. So you have to choose one Eastern Conference team right now. That you, I'm riding with. You can't say, oh, if healthy, the Nets. You can't say that. I'm you riding. Have, you have to just A team I'm riding with for sure. You have to take the risk of the Nets maybe being injured later in the year. You this to is to go to the finals. Yes. I'm taking the Miami Heat. Okay. I'm riding with the Miami Heat as my finals pick. Rematch against the Lakers. And I think they can put when they'll be again. I don't say the Lakers' title is tainted because the Heat had health issues. But if the Heat will be healthy in the final, I think they'll get there. I think they're getting there. They can push the Lakers seven games. They're a good team. Heat are they're gritty. They don't quit. There's no quitting that team. I forgot one NFL question from above. Okay, is Mahomes in your goat conversation yet? If not, what does he do to to get in there? What does he have to do? How close is he to being in the conversation? He'll be in my top seven greatest quarterbacks ever if he wins the Super Bowl this year. Possibly top five. I mean, walk through his resume if he wins. I mean, think of this resume. Three AFC title game appearances, two wins, two Super Bowl wins, two Super Bowl MVPs, possibly another MVP this year that gives him two. I mean, that that's a resume for a Would career. Would he be above Rodgers? Yeah. I would put him over Aaron Rodgers in year three. I would put him over Aaron Rodgers, the greatest quarterback ever. And that's tough for me to say because I'm a Rodgers guy. But I would put – Let's I mean, look ahead 15 two years. Two Super Bowls in three years. That's a resume for some guy's career. Would he? Will he be the GOAT at the end of – in 15 years? Will we be saying he's I the GOAT? I think it will be not even close. There will not be a debate. He will be easily the greatest football player to ever walk this planet. Football player to ever walk this planet. More, more titles than Brady? Yeah, I think he gets at least six. I mean, let's think about it. He's already won two. He's 24. If you're, t- if you're giving me odds in the next 16, let's say he plays till he's 40, 16 years, is it more likely he wins four titles or more or four titles or less? Four titles or more in 16 years? You're telling me, so you're telling me if you would bet that Patrick Mahomes only wins two more Super Bowls in 16 years, you're crazy. And I think his ceiling is eight. Eight? I think his ceiling's eight. And I think his floor would be five. I think he at least gets five. And guess what? That'll be enough because he's going to shatter every record that's ever been out there. Shatter it. For sure. I think I have to agree. I mean. Floor for Super Bowls is five, but he could get eight. And you said Travis Kelsey is your best tight end of all time. And not even, I wouldn't debate it. You want to throw Gronk in there, that's fine. But I would still have Gronk as a for sure too. I I think Kelsey's the best ever. Yeah. All right, so best and worst signings. In the NBA offseason, this offseason. Pistons, Jeremy Grant, three or $60 million. He's not a playmaker. The reason why he was so good in Denver is because he had guys making plays for him. Like, that's a terrible signing. He's not a, go- he's not a guy you give the ball to and go get a bucket. That's just not him, you know? Mm-hmm. Best signing, this is easy for me. Tristan Thompson to the Celtics. For $19 million over two years, that's all they needed. The Celtics needed a guy that comes in... Plays defense, rebounds, catch lobs. Tristan doesn't need the ball. That's what he does at a high level. 
Best signing by far was Tristan Thompson. I love that signing for the Celtics. And I'm honestly going to say, if I didn't say the Heat would be in the finals, I would pick the Celtics my second team to go to the finals in the East. I think they'll be in the conference finals. This is what I think this might be one of my favorite questions. Worst three contracts in the NBA right now. <laughs> I want a good list here. All right, you gotta give me a second. I, I think I, I think I know who one of them will be. It's recent. Who? Paul George. Okay, that was it's not. A, it's an awful contract. That wasn't the one I was expecting, but. Oh really? I'm trying to think of one then. So yeah, Paul George would be my number one option because he's 31, 32. You're going to pay him $47 million when he's 36 years old. Number Oh, that's not number two. That's not number one. Number one is Gordon Hayward. Yeah, that's the guy I was saying. And again, the length, it's the length that fucks it all up. Give him a year or two. Don't give him four. You're going to pay him $30 million when he's 35. You're outrageous, Michael so stupid it was so dumb um whew. let's see I'm trying to think of some other really bad ones Lakers don't have any bad contracts Clippers really don't Nuggets don't Suns don't Rudy Gobert Mm, is that worse than Joe Harris's contract, though? No. Oh, my God. The Wizards. Davies Bertans, five years, $90 million. <laughs> what was that? I don't know what that was. That was uh, that was utterly ridiculous that they gave him that. I understand he's a great shooter. $90 million. He's also 29, so when he's 34, you're going to be paying him $18 million a year. What? You can argue the Joe Harris contract. Four years, 80 million? 20 million a year for Joe Harris? What does he do defensively? The Joe Harris one and the Davies Bertans might be worse than Paul George, actually. Paul George can at least give you something. I mean, he can at least still do some things. Gordon Hayward, though. Mason Plumlee got 10 million a year this offseason. The Suns. The one thing they did bad. Jay Crowder, 11 million a year. What the fuck are we doing? That was awful. Terrible contract. The contracts this year were weird, dude. You're telling me Avery Bradley only gets $5.5 million? Joe Harris gets 20 a year? Avery Bradley's a better basketball player than Joe Harris. Only thing Joe Harris does better is shoot. Avery Bradley does everything else better. What a value you get by the fucking heat. God, those contracts this year were awkward. Oh, yeah, Blake Griffin's contract's not very good. Just sitting on that. That's <laughs> not good. $30 million a year. That's rough. Yeah, there's some contracts that are not good at all. All right, so again, you have to take the health risk into the into this question. Will Kyrie? I mean, this is more of like a fit. Are Kyrie and KD gonna work? It's just yes or no. Yes, because for some reason Kyrie has this weird respect for KD to what that he didn't have for LeBron. So I think it does work. Where does that come from? I don't know. I really don't know. I could. I don't have an answer for that. I, that is one that has mind-boggled me forever. LeBron tried so hard to help that guy and be there for that guy and make him an MVP of this league. Kyrie just wanted to shit on him. It is what it is. I don't know. I don't really have a sure answer for that, but I do think him and KD works. I do think it works. Works as in titles? 
Not this. Uh, I'm not saying this year. I think they contend. I think they're going to contend for titles. Long. I mean, they're win gonna be, titles. Win they titles. Win titles. Multiple. Actually, will they win a title? I'll say they can win a title. I'll say they can win a title. Will they though? <laughs> not can they? Will they? You have to factor in everything. The Lakers. AD being in, on the Lakers with LeBron no. for the next. No, I don't think I don't think the Nets won a title. I'll say I, it's kind of. I mean, I, I think more people would say yes in the next four years when they're. I mean, they're under contract together for at least three years. I mean, LeBron. So LeBron's thirty. About to turn thirty-seven. He'd be thirty-eight, thirty-nine, forty. So he'll still be the best player in the world in three years. So, no, the Nets will not win a title in the next three years because that's when they're. That's how long they're going to be together. Maybe longer. And if but they don't win a title by when their contracts expire, I'm guessing they won't play together after that. Because I mean, that's just like it's over. He runs. I mean, you don't win a title in three years with this team. The roster's not bad either. Like they have good depth: Lavert, Dimwitty, Allen, DJ, Joe Harris, Tyler Johnson, uh, Nicholas. Cla- they have a good roster. So Jeff Green, that was a big pickup. I like that pickup a lot too. The Jeff Green pickup for the minimum. Yeah, I no, I don't think they do. I will say no. Okay. Because I think Giannis will win a title before they do. So, let's rank this list right now. I, these are all basically point guards. Okay. Would you say Jamal Murray is a point guard? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. He's now a point guard. He's officially turned into their point guard. Four guys. Actually, I'll put. Okay. So, rank these point guards. Donovan Mitchell. And again, yeah, he moved to Kimba, point guard. Kimba. Kyrie. Okay. Trey Young. Jamal Murray. I can repeat these if you want to. Kyrie, Kemba, Trey Young, Jamal Murray, Donovan Mitchell. Okay, I'm going Donovan Mitchell one. I'm going Kyrie Irving two. Jamal Murray three. Trey Young four. And definitely Kemba five. Just at this stage in his career, I'll say five. And it... We'll see... You know what? No, I'm gonna say it. Murray's two, Kyrie's three. I'll flip it. I'm going Murray two. I like Murray more than Kyrie now. And Trey Young, very close to the heels of all those guys, and he might be the best. He might end up the best out of all of them. But right now, I'll say that's the order: Mitchell one, Murray two, Kyrie three, Trey Young four, Kimba five. I didn't even have Kimba in my top twenty-five best players in the NBA. I had John Morant and Chris Paul over him. Yeah. Okay. I mean, look, this is how tight it is for my top four. I had Mitchell at fourteen best player, Kyrie. Or Jamal Murray sixteen, Kyrie eighteen, Trey Young nineteen. That's how tight it is for me. They're all very good. So you can't think about what teams these two are on. Just if you were starting a draft right now, in ten ten years, who would you rather have for ten years, Embiid or Jokic? Jokic. That's simple. I just, I mean, I don't know how much I can trust Embiid taking basketball serious. Not even the injuries factored in. Just does he take it serious? I don't know if he does. So, and I think Jokic definitely does, and Jokic is phenomenal. So, I'll take Jokic for the next ten. Simmons or Cade Cunningham? Cade Cunningham. Cade wow. Cunningham. I think Cade Cunningham, by year three of his pro career, will be a top three point guard in this league. He is that good. He's he's on he's a for me how much I have potential for Lamelo. He's right there with Lamelo. That's how good I think he'll be. Lamelo. He's not. He's not even a good shooter yet, but he's substantially better shooter than uh, Ben Simmons is. Lamelo or Trey Young. 
right now or for 10, 10 years? years? For 10 years. Lamelo. I think Lamelo's going to be the best point guard in the NBA in the next three, four years. So I'll take Lamelo. Just what he does all around. I think he's going to be an actually above average defender as well once he gets the speed of the game figured out. His IQ is already phenomenal defensively. He's just got to get it figured out, and I think he will. Trey Young's never going to be a good defender, too small. Okay. 10 years again, Zion or Jaw? <laughs> My brother's going to hate me for this one. I'm going Zion. I like Zion. I think I have Zion as the 24th best player in the league, and I have Jaw at 25. I kept it close, but I think there's a gap. And I just like Zion's potential more. I think he's going to, I think he's going to, he'll win a title or two in his career. He'll win, yeah, I think so. He'll win a title or two. I in, like Zion. In New Orleans? In New Orleans. I like their roster. I like their depth. I like their team this year. You honestly, you honestly have kind of persuaded me to put them in over the Warriors. I just, their depth is really nice, honestly. Adams, Bledsoe, uh, George Hill. Give me a percentage chance that he's a bust. Injuries, I mean, that's three, definitely three, a concern, right? Yeah, 3%. 3% bust? 3% chance for a bust. I just think he's, he's dude, I mean, in 27 games last year, he was 26 and 10. Like, he was, he just, he bullies people. You're not going to stop him. And I think he will, he, I heard that he's coming in, so he's 285 last year. I heard he's coming at 270, he's like 272 this year. He wants to play around 260 in his career, which is the perfect way. So LeBron plays at 255, 260. So, and he's always going to be a fucking, he's just got a big build to him. So he's always going to be a strong guy, even if he loses weight. I think he needs to lose weight to prevent the injuries. I think 285 is a little too much. The way he jumps and plays, 285 is a bit much. Who will be the next NBA superstar that will demand a trade? That's a good one. Fuck. This is a really good one. Carl Anthony Towns. I was leaning between him and Beal, but I think Beal will see out his next two years in Washington. I think Towns might do it after this year if they're bad. But yeah, I'll go Carl Anthony Towns. I think he's going to, after this season, I think he's going to want to move to a team to stop wasting his career and be a better player. Do you see a top 10 guy demanding a trade anytime soon? Besides Harden, of course? No. Not really. So I got LeBron. I mean, Giannis maybe in like I got LeBron, KD, LeBron, KD, AD, Giannis, Luka, Kawhi, Steph, Jokic, Dame. I think Dame would have the most to bitch about, but I don't. I think he loves Portland too much, so no, I don't see anybody like you said. Maybe Giannis down the line, if they're not good within two, three years, maybe then. But no, Beal would be my. He's thirteen for me. Beal, Booker was my twelfth best player. Beal at thirteen would be the closest to a top ten star, maybe. So that's all the NBA questions I have. Any other ones you want to bring up? I don't think so. Just right. I hope everyone knows. Get off the Clippers bandwagon. It's going to be bad. It's going to be a bad fall. They're going to lose in the first round of the What's playoffs. What's next for McGregor, other than obviously his fight? Um, a lot of options. Depends what the UFC. Uh, I would say you got, the, dare I say, you have the Jake Paul fight looming. You have Manny Pacquiao unboxing. Uh, the Khabib fights out there. Uh, the possible of a Nate Diaz trilogy going up to 170 pounds to fight for the title. I definitely think what he wants is the title next, no matter who it is, though. So I don't think it matters if it's Charles Oliveira, if it's Justin Gaethje, Michael Chandler, or if it's Khabib. I don't think it matters to him. I think what he wants is he wants to prove that he is the best guy in this division. So that's what he will do next. He will go for the – and he will he will get the title shot. If he doesn't get the title shot, he's bo- he's going to box next because he's not going to fight. This is, this is a one-off. UFC should be thanking him that he didn't demand a title shot now because he's, fi- he's fighting a guy he already beat six years ago. So this is a one-off. He's not going to be fighting the contender. He's not going to go in and fight Justin Gaethje or Oliveira for no belt. It's going to either next is either belt 
or boxing. So pound for pound, he is the blank best fighter ever. Mm. Okay, so I got GSP, Anderson, Jones, Stipe, Mighty Mouse, Khabib. I'm putting him at seven. Could he end up being in the GOAT conversation? If he's able to beat Khabib, he's definitely he's gonna jump up to he's gonna jump up into the top three. If he can beat find a way to beat Khabib if they do fight again. Or if he goes on a long run, if Khabib chooses to retire and he goes on a long run, let's say he beats Charles Oliveira and then he defends the belt a couple times, or maybe even if he goes up a weight class and can get three titles at three different weight classes, that can even jump him into the top three. The Khabib fight's gonna be key though if he can get that fight, and that's the fight he definitely wants. What are the chances it happens? 50-50. I'm going to say 50-50 chance. I'll probably actually lean 40-60 that it doesn't. A 60% it doesn't happen. Be I, unbiased. What happens in the rematch and why? De- definitely not the same thing as the first one. The first thing, first off, he's not going to get caught like that by Khabib and get dropped and rocked. That fucked him. That's why he lost the fight, in my opinion. Him getting dropped like that, it lost him the fight because he never got... You could tell, even though he won the third round after he got dropped, he wasn't the same guy. You could tell he was still... He was slipping and stuff. He was still... this. You know, there was, He was still seeing some stars. Uh, It's going to be so tough to beat Khabib, man. I mean, but... Uh, if he's fully invested... I don't see why he couldn't stop Khabib in the fourth or fourth round. Fourth round finish for Connor if he fights Khabib again. I'll say that. But it's tough. Hey, honestly, I would have to I would have to just I would have to think about that. Right now, gut feeling, I'll say Connor. Khabib could win by decision though. I don't think Khabib finishes Connor this time. If Khabib does win, it'll be a decision where maybe Connor gets too gassed out by the wrestling, but I'll say Connor fourth round finish. All right. Let's go to a, Le- a LeBron rapid segment. How many more years left in his prime? Four. How many more years left as the best player in the world? Four. Four or five. Four. Pro- I'll say three or four, actually. Four. We'll go four. Let's stick with four in prime. Who's going to be the best player in the world after LeBron? So right after. Four years, Luka Doncic. How many more years left until retirement? He's 37. Seven. So that would be 44. 24 years in the league? Or how many? It's going into year. Yeah, 25 years. How many rings will he end up with? Seven. When? When is he winning? The one three of the next four. What's his singest, single biggest accomplishment? The winning the title for Cleveland. It's the most valued NBA championship ever. Him coming back to Cleveland and able to the three one comeback, able to capture that title for Cleveland. That's the biggest achievement he's ever had. All right. And people shit on his defense to make sure single greatest defensive play in NBA history as well. Now's your chance. Versus Jordan. Mm-hmm. Settle it forever. I, I, I just I, I'm I'm gonna read off. Oh, the you're pack. gonna read off questions. Okay. Yeah. Oh, I like that better. I thought you were just gonna have me ramble on. I was like, all right. I could ramble on about this for about an hour. So more rings. Jordan Jordan has six. He has LeBron six. Has four. I understand. So <laughs> the ring debate is so just so stupid for me because So you would even say this if LeBron ends up with seven. Yeah, I would just say I would I'm comparing what else what they do on the basketball court versus ring. Well if he get and the thing if he gets seven, oh am I gonna be out there about it? One hundred percent. I'm gonna say I'll oh, fuck you all. You all said he was better because he was six and the, the here's what's gonna be stupid though. When he does get seven, they're gonna say, Well, Jordan was six and oh. Oh, so it was bad for LeBron to make it to those six other NBA finals? Okay. 
No, the rings are a ridiculous argument when you're comparing two players because, well, the ring argument's done because how many guys have, fucking Robert Ori and Derek Fisher have five rings. Bill Russell has goddamn 112. Kareem has six. Like, the ring debate is so stupid to me. It, it should be in the debate, and Jordan has the edge, but it shouldn't just conclude the debate that he's better than LeBron because he has two more rings. There is a reason why Jordan came out with this Last Dance documentary and said we're doing it after LeBron won the title in Cleveland. He knew it was. He knew I got to get my name out there. Jordan never. He never even went to a game seven though. <laughs> okay, so again, in today's <laughs> NBA, the basketball players are much better than they were back then. People act like LeBron wouldn't average forty points a game. Did you? Do you see the athletes? This is another argument. I'm getting. Jordan played in a harder and tougher. Area. Oh my god, <laughs> maybe tougher because they played football. But let's be honest, the athletes and the basketball players are better now. That You're telling me Larry Bird's going to guard Kevin Durant and stop him. No, not a fucking chance in hell. You're telling me LeBron or Jordan is going to guard 6'9", 260-pound LeBron James in a game of one-on-one, and LeBron's not going to skunk him 11-0? You're insane. He can't stop him. Did you see all – just look at the last dance and look at the guys, the athletes, Jordan. Jordan was being guarded by Byron Russell. He's 6'2". LeBron's being guarded by Jimmy Butler, Kevin Durant, Draymond Green. The entire Spurs team was five in the paint against him because they knew they couldn't stop him. The debate that, yes, it was tougher because you guys fouled the shit out of each other. It's tougher now because the basketball players are so much better than they were back then. They're just better athletes, too. So, yeah, okay, you didn't go to a game seven. You also, in your finals career, didn't play a single team that was better than any team LeBron played ever. The worst team LeBron played. This is an argument. Jordan had two three-peats. That's great. I mean, uh, the th- again, that is an argument you can use against it. The three-peats are great, but against who? The best team you played was the Jazz? That Jazz team doesn't beat OKC. Doesn't, I don't think they beat the Dallas Mavericks. They definitely don't beat the Spurs or the Warriors or the Heat. He never played a team that was better than any team LeBron played in the finals. Never. And I won't listen to that. The th- so people say the Thunder are probably the worst team that LeBron played because how young they were. The Thunder would fucking mollywop the goddamn Utah Jazz. Who's guarding Durant, Westbrook, and Harden? Who's fast enough? Nobody. Byron Russell's going to guard James Harden? Okay. And Kevin Durant? Come on, dude. Come on. All right, again, these are arguments I, I read. Okay. A couple yeah, I, yeah, all right. Not, not mine. Uh, yeah, but no, it's fair. Jordan never, he never signed or traded players. He never asked for it. He won with who he had. Okay, and... Again, this sh- shouldn't even be an argument when it comes to debo- uh, the ghost thing. That's fine. But so, yes, he never traded or cut guy or traded guys and shit like that and signed guys. Completely different era of basketball. Again, I'll say this again. Completely different era. The back then, guys wanted stability. Scotty Pippen signed a seven-year contract with the Bulls. He wanted to be in Chicago. He didn't want to keep moving. It's it's the mobility era. Guys move. People act like people act like Jordan still didn't play with good players. Oh, so LeBron wouldn't play with Chris Bosh and Dwayne Wade. That was a bad move in his career. What? He got Kevin Love to come to Cleveland. That was a bad move. He got AD to come to the Lakers. That was a bad move. No. Most people all time would Jordan say, didn't need a super team. Well, he had one built in. He had the <laughs> people. You watched the last dance. They said that Scottie Pippen was the second best player in that league. Well, you had the second best player in the league. Yeah, I understand he didn't have to go join teams. That wasn't their type of basketball. They wanted to stay home, and that's fine. But that shouldn't be, that's not a notch against LeBron because people move and LeBron's gotten good players. I'm sorry, did you want to see LeBron finish his career with the fucking 2018 Cavs? No, nobody wanted to see that. Everyone even said he should leave. So you can't have it both ways. You can't say, oh, he got guys traded in, but oh, he should leave the Cavs because they suck. 
Well, you can't have it both ways. So, no, that's a terrible argument for whoever fucking wrote that. Jordan's more clutch. Do I have to pull up stats? I mean, he LeBron has five buzzer beaters in the NBA playoffs, and Jordan has three. Oh, Jordan didn't have to. Jordan didn't have to have games come down to that. Well, what do you want? I mean, you want it both ways. I understand. Sure, I'll say Jordan was... Actually, no, I won't. No, fuck no, I'm not giving in. Jordan is not even a better scorer than LeBron James. Yes, he averages four more points. He has ten scoring titles. Yeah, four more points a game, LeBron, on five more shots. If LeBron took five more shots, he would also average 32 points a game. So you know that the ten scoring titles are highest scoring average ever matters? I mean, it does. It, it would... He is... He has... That would be an argument for them to use, that he had more points. It doesn't mean he was a better, better scorer, though. He also takes substantially more shots than LeBron does. Way more. Five a game? That's a shit ton of shots. That's LeBron could hit two threes and a dunk. That's eight more points on his average. Like, five shots, I know it seems like a small number. Not a small number when it comes to shots. Nine-time defensive first team. Okay, yeah, I'll say that this is the one that where Jordan guys can probably have it. He cared about the defensive end more. LeBron James... But here's also the thing about LeBron. Jordan had a great defensive team around him. Also, let's not let's not forget Horace Grant, Scottie Pippen, two guys that were phenomenal on the defensive end. Dennis Rodman. I mean, let's just I mean, LeBron, the reason why LeBron doesn't go all out on the defensive end is because he has to do so much. And you saw last year LeBron was phenomenal defensively last year. I don't care what anybody says. He was good defensively last year. You know why? Because he had more help offensively. Yeah, his defensive efficiency was fucking awful. It was 2018 uh Cleveland year. Uh, go on and ring me who he was playing with in the fucking finals. His second best player was Jeff Green. Shut up. I don't. Yeah, he had to take off on the defensive end because he was going to have to score four. He scored 50 in a finals game, and they lost because their team was so bad. Again, I'll give it to him. Jordan was more consistently better defensively. LeBron's a more versatile defender. One through five. He can guard one through five. That's all I have. I mean, the the, the you know... I said on my case, he's better. He's better. Uh, he has better field goal percentage, true field goal percentage, better three point percentage, better two point percentage. He's a better passer. He's a better rebounder. He's a more versatile defender. Uh, he makes his teammates way better. Uh, you can, yeah, Jordan. He's six and zero in the finals. Okay, I understand. LeBron definitely elevate. Jeff, J.R. Smith and Amon Shumpert were on their way out of the fucking league and got traded to Cleveland. And J.R. Smith's averaging fourteen a game in the NBA Finals. And Amon Shumpert's hitting a four point play in Game Seven of the NBA Finals. So yeah, LeBron does make. I mean. Marquise Morris was literally cut by the Pistons. Marquise Morris comes in and scores 18 in game two against the uh, Heat. Like, he had, or no, against the Rockets, he had six straight threes. Look at the Kuzma. I would say that he dropped down a little, but that's, that's going to happen. Guys are going to, their points are going to go down. I think Kuzma's going to have a huge year. Look at Caruso when he plays with LeBron. I mean, substantially better. Uh, you're going to see Mark Gasol have a tremendous year. You're going to see Dennis Schroeder and Montrezl Harrell be amazing this year. Think of the guys that he's elevated also. Like, he just makes players around him better, and that is a huge argument. He's a, he's a more efficient he's a more efficient scorer, and he's a better scorer. Like I said, better, better field goal, true field goal, three-point percentage. Sure, Jordan has the fucking free throw percentage. Okay, use that as a debate because you're fucking losing the debate. That's what – and when, when I hear Jordan fans come at me and they say, well, he's a better free throw percentage. Oh, so you lost the debate. You're just going to put free throws in here. Okay, so you lost the debate then. Because if you're bringing free throw percentage as one of your main arguments, there's not a debate here then. There's zero debate. So, so yeah. I, I don't really get into the GOAT conversation much, but I will. I think LeBron is the single greatest pure athlete oh, we've ever, ever seen. Ever. 
I know honestly people uh, people were surprised that I put LeBron as the second greatest athlete of all time my last I'm podcast. just saying pure athletic oh yes one. he is he 100% is uh, there's no question what he does on the floor at 6'9 260 is something we've never seen before and I don't think we'll ever see again yeah there's guys that are kind of built like him but they don't play like LeBron James does they don't they don't move like he does they don't think like he does they don't pass like he does and that's the thing. He's going to go down as the all-time leading scorer in NBA history, and he's a pass-first player. There's my ending to my GOAT talk right there. He's going to go down as the best scorer ever and have the most points ever, and he's not even a score-first guy. What do you want from me? I mean, dude, I don't even – you. I was I was fine you bringing on this debate because I know you wanted this. I don't debate it anymore. When somebody starts talking, I'm like, don't, don't talk. I'm not, I'm not debating with you. It's over. The debate's over. Start reaching for your fucking free throw percentage and your six and zero. Oh, okay, start reaching. But I don't debate any. I don't debate LeBron Jordan anymore because it's not a debate to me. It's LeBron James, clearly the greatest player ever. I won't debate it. I'm glad that you brought it out because I haven't talked about it in a while, so it felt good to actually talk about it. I mean, it. you. I I've watched LeBron games with you for a while, so I just like hearing it. Yeah. No, I love talking. If somebody brings it on this podcast, and then we're not debating it, you're just asking me questions and I'm answering. So I like doing this. I don't want to debate with anybody else because it's not a debate. But I get to prove my point and I get to tell my point on why he is the greatest player ever. And it's not close. It's literally not close. There is a bigger gap between him as the greatest player ever than him as the best player in the world right now. Yeah, I said it, Jordan haters or Jordan lovers, fucking cocksuckers. That's what you guys get. There is a bigger gap between him and Jordan than him and Kevin Durant right now. I'll say it. Yeah, I said it. I know they're going to get That's fine. I I can't wait for the feedback. It's awesome. But that's just how I feel. I don't. I just don't see it as close. I really don't. I don't understand. I understand people live in the past. They love their Michael Jordan. It's awesome. I think they people just really hate the fact that LeBron has handpicked his teams. Well, to handpick your teams, you got to make trades and give away people too. It's not like they're they gave away their entire youth and draft picks for Anthony Davis. It's not like they got him for fucking free. You know, like. They didn't do that. So you still had to build a team around them. And they've, guess what? Rob Polinka is general manager of the fucking century because he's done it. He's built the team around them to where they're going to be contending for years and years to come. And that's why he'll win three out of the next four. He'll have seven NBA titles. And what are you going to say? Oh, he has worse free throw percentage. <laughs> you lo- That is the one argument that I'm just like, dude, you lost. You bring up a free throw percentage as a GOAT debate, you lost the argument. And they do it all the time. If I, when I used to debate people, they would say, oh, the free throws, though. Okay, well, the debate's over. See ya. It's gone. That, you lost the debate because you just said that somebody's free throw percentage is better, so that means he's a better player. Come on. That's what it is, man. I mean, you know, they're always, they're always going to be like that. They're always, they're, you're never going to get them to switch over. You know, they're always going to be stuck in the 1990s and 1980s, and that's fine. Have their way, but they know. They go to bed at night. They know who the best player is. They go to Dude. I don't think about Michael Jordan at all. They go to bed hating on LeBron. What does that tell you? What does that tell you? They go to bed thinking and hating about LeBron, these fucking Jordan dick riders. What does that tell you? They're threatened. I'm not threatened. You don't hear me talk about Michael Jordan in my podcast at all. I'm not threatened. I know LeBron's the best. You guys coming at me with all this hate and shit, it's because you're threatened. I'm not threatened. I'm fine. I know who the best player is ever. And it's not... why is it bad being number two? It's not bad being number two. You're still the second greatest player ever. And the Kobe fans, RIP. Number three, what's the argument? Number three, that's awesome. Like, I mean, dude, I'm not, I don't hate on Michael Jordan. I proved my points for LeBron James. You do not hear me ever hate on what MJ did. I never do that because he's a great basketball player. The second greatest player ever. Why is that like, 
so bad to say. Like, people get so pissed off and angry. It's like, dude, chill. Fucking take a drink of something. Jesus Christ. Like, yeah, he's the second best player ever. That's not shitting on him. I didn't say he was 10th. Like, I said he was second. You know, the arguments are, you know, it's, it is what it is, man. You're never, you're never going to get him to switch over, just like you're never going to get me to switch over. But again, I don't go to bed thinking about Michael Jordan and hating on Michael Jordan tonight. They go to bed, these haters on LeBron go to bed thinking about LeBron James and how much they hate him. So it's awesome. You know, they can go to bed doing that. That's good stuff. That was fun, man. Yeah. That was real fun. Hopefully me and you and Howard can do it next week. Yeah, dude. That'd be, that'd be pretty nice. That'd be, that'd be fun. Thanks for coming on, brother. Yeah, and uh, hopefully, on, man. yep, hopefully we're back next weekend. Time. Peace, guys.